0: What's going on, Radio Free Estevan listeners? And before we get on to the episode, I just wanted to do a shout-out for the MKA Studios Painting Masterclass 2017 Soldier On Fundraiser. What this is, guys, if you actually go to the uh, Radio Free Estevan page, Facebook page or the MKA Studios Facebook page, you'll see a link on there for the MKA Studios Painting Masterclass. Uh, what this is is... For 2017, every ten dollars donated, ten dollars Australian donated, you'll receive a entry into the drawing for this year's prize, which is a custom painted SoCor pattern Stormbird in the Legion colors of your choice by MKA Studios. Now, if you don't know what Soldier On is, Soldier On is a private nonprofit organization committed to ending veteran homelessness. Uh, So this is going to be a organization that ensures that veterans have a place to come home to and it's it's a solid organization and uh every last bit of dollar that's earned for this raffle will go to soldier on so i just wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of this what was going on uh before we started the episode appreciate y'all support y'all have a good one welcome to episode 73
1: this is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial
2: forces stay away from Istvan 5. The flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris
0: Manus is dead. Bolton and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away
2: from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects.
0: What's going on, Radio Free Istvan listeners? And welcome to episode seventy-three of the Radio Freest Van Podcast. Hopefully, y'all like that commercial over there at the beginning. My name is Michael, and I have my co-host here, Derek. Let's go and say what's going on, Derek. Good morning, everybody. And we also have the powerful Ryan Kimmel. Go and say what's going on, Ryan.
2: What's happening? Are we not an eye of horse podcast this week?
0: Not this week, man. Did you? you (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We we tried it. (laughs) So, yeah, so now that Tim has stopped coming to me in my dreams, I uh, am no longer in, in his control, like so. Yeah. It works out very well. So uh, get back on that, Tim. <laughs> He's no longer making me have weird dreams. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, by the way, speaking of I of Horus, since we're on the topic right now, everybody listening to this podcast right now that doesn't listen to I Horus should go listen to I Horus, for one. But for two... Me and Lucas hung out this weekend from the Patreon and yep. he told me about episode sixty six of the Eye of Horse podcast. The uh, the Tarot episode. Have you listened to that episode? Have you The Emperor's that? Tarot? Yeah, the Emperor's well, it's just a tarot episode, like basically yeah. uh comparing yeah, all the marks. Every... Yeah, yeah I've,
3: listened I've listened to every can't... single one of their episodes. I can't say that I've listened to that particular episode.
0: Okay, so so when Lucas told me about this episode, I was like, that sounds fucking interesting as fuck. Because basically what they do is they break down all of the Primarchs and fit them in with a 20 tarot.
3: The Major Arcana?
0: The Major Arcana, yeah. And each one of them fits exactly where it's supposed to, including the missing two. So it gives you a good idea of what the missing two Primarchs are
3: like. That's pretty dope.
0: It is fucking dope as shit, and man, I had to give them a huge shout out for that. Thank you, Lucas, for bringing me that to my life. I don't know how I missed it. I don't know what was what was going on in my life that I would miss that episode. But. Well, I just
2: think it's funny that we've already we've we've went back to being an I of horror's podcast again. You just said, we weren't, <laughs> and you said he were not in the dream, and now we've talked about him for ten more minutes. So,
0: <laughs> well, I just like I feel like this is a good like it it had to come up. I had to bring it like I had to bring it at at the beginning of our show. I had to completely side rail us at the beginning because it was such a fucking good episode. My goodness. Go back and listen to I-Force episode 66. Go ahead and shut this podcast up. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not get hasty.
0: But anyway, guys. On to what this episode's about here. So, obviously, we're going to have the intro that we go through that we do every episode, which eh, kind of derailed before it, whatever. Then we have some uh, thanks we need to give out to a Swedish guy. Then we have some hobby progress we're going to go over. Then we're going to go ahead and uh, have a section called <laughs> Big Ryan, Little England. <laughs> then a. It should be the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> Where Ryan's going to talk about his trip to the motherland, I guess is what we should be calling it, ultimately.
3: I ain't calling it that.
2: <laughs> well, we got to call it the UK that I went to the UK because I've already been corrected. I got corrected by a lovely young lady on the airplane. She goes, where are you coming from? And I said, England. And she goes, what city? And I said, Cardiff. And she goes, well, then you didn't visit England then because that's in <laughs> Wales. So I got educated. So we went through everything that made up the fucking United Kingdom and she helped me with that. So now I'm not as much of an ignorant as American as I used to be and became a better traveler. So I got things, you know, you know, starting down the path of figuring some shit out.
0: God damn it. So that's like, basically it's like going to go visit visit Vegas and you're like, where were you at Las Vegas? Nice. Yeah. Texas is great.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh honey. Did they show you the graph? Like the, like the chart of what, you know, this is England. This is Britain. This is the UK. These are the British Isles. Do they show you like any like
2: any of that? No, it was just a girl on a plane I talked to. It wasn't like a classroom they don't setting.
3: Like a, they had like a pocket <laughs> diagram.
0: <laughs> they like uh... it's like a little a little glass fucking thing that says break in case of American.
3: <laughs> it's like let me go and explain to you how the fucking Great Britain works. I just always picture like that. Like Oh, this fucking dumbass doesn't know what he's talking about here. I, every every British citizen has this. Handy pocket guide.
0: <laughs> I actually fucked up the other day in the Patreon chat. I was like, I was like, "Hey Ben, aren't you from Southport?" He's like, like I could hear his fucking exhale over the like <laughs> over the Patreon <laughs> chat. Like,
4: Ugh.
0: like no, like this is I'm three hours away from there. Like I'm like at the other complete other side of the UK. I'm like, oh son of a bitch. Okay, cool. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> my, my other English friend had something happen to him, so I wanted to see if you were part of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we'll get some more into that about Ryan's uh, schooling that he did in England, not England, Wales, and uh, then we'll get into some voicemails. After the voicemails, we got one industrial accident story that we need to discuss. Uh, we have an email from Blake, an email from Alec, and then we have a Sons of Horace list that we're going to go over. Then after we wrap all that up, we're going to go to a musical break. I'll play something badass. Then we got an interview with the boys of the Golden Throne. So that's going to be Teo and AJ, and they'll be running the uh, LVO narrative this year. So if you didn't know, if you haven't heard the news, or you've just been under a a, a rock for the past few days, the LVO is going to have a narrative this year, and we get a breakdown with them on what they plan on doing and uh, some of the fun stuff. It's a fucking great interview. Those guys are badass. Uh, I'm pretty sure me and uh, me and Teo are, are related at some point. Like if you saw us together, we'd basically be like <laughs> brothers. So Fuck it's yeah. pretty cool. Can't wait. So anyway, let's go to let's go to do some introductions. I guess first off, Ryan, man, how you how you like being back in the states?
2: Well, I'm always happy to be here. I love, love being American. So, and I actually finally got some sleep the last couple of days, which was nice.
0: Finally got some sleep. So you weren't sleeping very well in that tiny ass little bed that you had over there in England,
2: or you Wales. It wasn't necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) It It wasn't necessarily that. It's just that the way the travel worked out, um, and I was on planes, trains, and automobiles so much, plus the classroom time and all that. Like I just literally could not sleep. Like it wasn't that I couldn't lay it was like i never even got the chance to lay down to try to go to sleep Ah,
0: okay so it was because like
2: i got up i got up here at 9 a.m on thursday right to fly there okay and when so i got up at 9 a.m uh got ready uh ate lunch with the wife let the dogs out all that stuff Got all my stuff together. I had to drive myself to Chicago, um, park my truck in long term parking, get through security, whatever, get on a plane, then fly to England.
0: No, you Which didn't. is a. <laughs>
2: Wait. Uh, yeah, I did because I landed there and then drove over to Wales. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So we'll just say the UK. So I flew to the UK. Right. Um, and when I got off the plane there, it was 9 a.m there so i got to start the whole day over again nice not the same day it was friday but you under like i uh, even the, yeah. like it would have you know what i'm saying so basically i went through an entire day of travel and when i landed it was daytime again so i was like "Ah, fuck let's just go through another day so i was up for like 37 hours hour straight
0: jesus Ugh. what was the first thing when you got back What's the first thing you did
2: Eat um, what did I? I uh, no, I uh, landed in Chicago and then got on the wrong fucking shuttle bus because, well, we won't <laughs> get into that. But Beth Western basically sucks. They have like three fucking shuttle buses and none of them are labeled properly. And anyway, so I got taken. The, so I made it all the way like through all those fucking changeover of trains in england and and, uh in the london underground and fucking all the planes and all that made it through all of that without missing anything and i get back to the fucking states and the very first thing i do is lose two hours because of fucking shuttle buses just trying to get five minutes from the airport (laughs) (laughs) just to make it from the fucking airport to my truck which was parked at a hotel five minutes drive away took me two hours
4: Oh, fuck, You're man.
0: just looking out the window This doesn't seem right Pawn store, liquor store <laughs> Where are you taking me? <laughs> Wrong side of Chicago, son End of the line, get off <laughs> No At least you just know to Uber next time Just Uber Yeah, Uber has the best I much. should've
2: Yeah, should've Been $10 well spent <laughs> Exactly
3: It's like, guys, how'd you fuck this up? My, tr- I, I could've seen my truck what what'd you do? <laughs> it's my fault for not saying anything. Yeah, it's my fault.
2: And I had but an anyway. elderly, an elderly, an elderly couple from Switzerland with me the whole time because they're trying to get to the Best Western too, and we all got on the wrong shuttle and then went on this weird adventure. And his <laughs> wife very he spoke decent English, but his wife spoke hardly any English. And I'm trying to make them understand that this is what's going. <laughs> Going on whatever and they're just not getting it and i finally got them to the hotel because they were going to the same hotel to actually stay <laughs>
0: like, listen you have to understand this bus driver's fucking us right now <laughs> we're going the yeah. wrong way we have to we have to overthrow him <laughs> you're playing well, what happened
2: <laughs> what happened was when the bus pulled up uh I was helping them because there was an elderly couple and they had all these bags. So I grabbed their bags for them. I said, let me get your bags. So I'm putting their bags in the back while the bus driver's talking to them. He tells them that they're going to the Best Western at whatever location, but I'm not there to hear it because I'm putting the bags in the back. Oh, no. If I would have heard it, I would have known it was the wrong one, but I didn't hear it because I, I was helping this elderly couple. So when I come around the fucking van... They're already in the van. I get in the van and we just take off. And we get like we start going down this fucking highway, and I'm like, "This is taking way longer." I go, "Are you going to the one on Higgins Road?" And the guy like gets a surprised look, and I'm like, "He's like, no." And I'm like, "Well, where are you?" And it ends up this one that's like fucking thirty minutes away.
4: So, <laughs>
2: so we drive all the way out there, and then we have to drive all the way back to the airport because he won't. Even though the other one's right by the airport, he wouldn't drop us off. He had to take us back to the airport. So I get back at the airport. So we've wait- we waited 45 minutes for a shuttle to show up. We get on the shuttle. It's the wrong shuttle. It takes us 30 minutes away, then has to drive us 30 minutes back. Then we have to wait on the shuttle again. It's not showing up. I call the lady. I said, we're here at this gate. We're in the international section at this gate. I call him four times. And every time she's like, well, I told the guy. And finally, on the fourth time, she's like, oh, you're an international, not domestic. I'm like, yes, just like I've said the previous three fucking times lady jesus christ so then he finally because the inner the domestic flights are a level above and an overpass and the the uh internationals are below that so he just kept coming and picking up other people that weren't us
0: oh my goodness yeah dude for sure there would have been a goddamn mutiny in that van. <laughs> I would have convinced the little Swiss lady to faint a heart attack, <laughs> and as soon as the driver got out of the
2: bus, well, the best was the little Swiss dude, the, the the elderly Swiss guy, like had a positive attitude the whole time, and he was like, he was asking me about tipping because they're not used to tipping over there. He's like, well, how do you tip? Like I'm like, well, this like it's it's easy. You just give them you know a couple bucks, whatever. And he's like, well, how much should I? Give whatever. I'm like, ah, it really depends on the you know what's going on. I'm trying to explain. And he's like, Well, do you just hand it to him? Do you say? I'm like, I usually just go, here you go, man, that's for you and hand it to him. You should have. And he's like, up. he's trying to learn. <laughs> so then like so we're having this weird tipping discussion as these people are fucking us, not answering the phone call, being rude. Taking us to the wrong place. This, stuff. <laughs> this is the situation worry about how that you them.
0: don't... Don't worry about tipping, because this is fucking trash. Like, <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> I've really, really got fun. plenty of tips from the like, five other people that they picked up.
4: <laughs>
3: so, it's fucking crazy. Yeah.
0: Poor little Swiss people probably end up in the wrong side of Chicago. That would have been horrible. <laughs> Chicago, Chicago would get bad, man. <laughs> it's after dark. Don't leave them. All they have is chocolate and knives. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we'll touch uh, on your UK trip here in a little bit. Let's go and see. Let's we'll see.
3: How, how's life going for you, Derek? Uh, it's been pretty crazy. Uh, not like interesting, crazy, just the boring kind of crazy. Uh, doing a lot of uh, mostly working and sleeping, but I did get just about everything I need to get a good 2,500 point Space Wolf list going. So just been kind of jamming on that when I can
0: love it dude love yeah. it you got shit put together
3: yeah uh, just about every model I've got he's is based with just about everything he needs I'm just waiting on some bits you know shoulder pads weapons and then uh I'll should be good to go should be able to get some games in
0: That's fucking exciting because I think this weekend we're actually supposed to play right.
3: Uh yeah, uh, Andrew from San Antonio is going to be coming down and I've been trying to get some of the TFL guys to play test a little bit these past couple weekends have not been successful as of yet, but I mean, we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, I think this is How's weekend, that doing for TFL. I haven't like he's like fell off, off the face of the earth. He's doing pretty good. He's good. He's good. Okay. He's
0: uh he's in San Antonio, so well, not San Antonio, San Marcos, but like right next to San Antonio
2: right yeah i think so yeah i was just I was right. curious because after the flooding i just hadn't heard anything so. yeah no he's good anyway he's playing
0: sorry. games and all that stuff we're actually getting together this weekend to just play some casual games hang out fucking drink all that jazz and just like discuss next year's stiff to kind of get it kind of get it in the works and all that jazz so this weekend's gonna be pretty good it's gonna be a lot of like just casual gaming and all that stuff take some take some stuff to try out for uh for Adepticon next year and all that jazz, just trying like, you know, proxies and things and all that jazz. So I'm looking, for, yeah. I'm looking forward to it.
3: Okay. Yeah, I'm stoked.
2: All right, sorry, Derek. Go ahead, go ahead. No, that's, I'm that's, sorry. that's I what I had.
3: I, no, it's, it's all good. That's well, what about uh, what about you, Michael? How you doing?
2: I'm
0: I'm doing fantastic. So uh, do you remember whenever like I'm pretty sure, Ryan remembers, but do you remember whenever Sisters of Battle like the uh, the burning of Prospero box came out? Uh, I was collecting a bunch of sisters of battle for my sister. Yeah. And then she just kind of flaked and decided that she wasn't going to play. Like, I don't know. She started this whole Zumba thing. It's a thing. Anyway,
3: it's a whole thing.
0: So I just had a fuckload of sisters lying around a shitload of sisters. Didn't put them together. Didn't do anything with them. They've just kind of been like hanging out in my bag and all this shit. Uh, so I asked my roommate, I was like, Hey man, I know you love assembling models (laughs) do you want to put together some Sisters of Silence? And he's like, fuck yeah, I do. And now I got a fuckload of Sisters of Silence. Like it, like, it just worked the fuck out. Like, it's
2: that simple.
0: And uh, so, like, really, he's like, hey, which one should I put together? I was like, yeah, put some sword ones together. Like, not thinking he'd get far enough to where I'd have to, like, clarify, this is enough sword ones, so we'll go ahead and put some Bolter ones together. <laughs> so just a fuckload of sword sisters right now. <laughs> like, it's all it is. Well, like,
2: that's all. That's all you need. I, I wouldn't even fuck around with the other ones. You need some grenade launcher ones and some sword ones. That's all you need.
0: Exactly. So, like, I put together a 2,500-point list to see, like, what that would look like. And it's eight acquisisters and, like, 80 sisters. Well, actually, it's, like, 78 sisters all with swords. Like, a mixture of the elite unit. Like, the, the mixture of the vigilators and the, I think it's, like, executioners or? No, it's the executioner sword
2: they Excru- have. It's yeah. excruciators or excruciator yeah. squad or whatever.
0: Yeah, whatever it is, the elite choice and the the weapon skilled five choice and the uh, the uh, the troop choice ones. And so, yeah. and I, I was thinking about this, Ryan, and, and this is you know this is probably a shitty thing to think about, but so if you were to give the Sisters of Silence infiltrate, their acquisitors also get infiltrate, correct? Yes, yeah. it's a dedicated transport. Yes. Yeah. So, so all of them have dedicated transport. So I just give them, like, is that the way to go? I feel like that'd be the way to go with like if I took eight of these things and just like start midfield, infiltrate up, hang out a turn, do a bunch of jinking and shit, and then uh, turn two, unload. Seems like the way to go. With yeah, I
2: mean they're a fat skimmer. I mean you don't really have to infiltrate with them to get into assault range. I mean they do move twenty four fucking inches turn one.
0: So I was kind of looking at like the different levels of like how to like because I can infiltrate them, I can give them Crusader, I can give them uh, like this, you, you know you have all those different options like you can scout and shit like that. I just wasn't yeah. sure like you know which way to go with that like one special rule they could get.
2: So, but I think like scout scout is better than infiltrate because you get to see your. Basically, because it's a redeployment, yeah. um, and you get to ignore whatever, uh, you get to see what your opponent it,
0: puts out and then scout.
2: Away yeah, I mean, I guess scout. you get to do that. You get to do that with infiltrate too, but infiltrate you can't get within eighteen. Where scout, there's no, you can get closer than that with scout.
0: Scout also, like, does scout stop you from charging first turn like infiltrate does? Yes. Okay. So yeah, it's. That's what I'm saying it's weird because it, like I, I was looking at it and you know like I, I basically gave every unit a breaching charge and then gave them all swords and so it's just like this giant massive just like you if build I that play,
2: list that I you could build that list that I wrote for him. it's basically your same list it's just it's it's six of the transport uh I think four squads of swords two squads of grenade launchers and then mm-hmm. a, a full a full wing of three Avenger strike fighters Pretty much the list. Gotcha. Yeah, I could do that. To, I have give eight. them anti-tank. Why not? Yeah.
0: So yeah. So anyway.
2: And in forty k, the Avengers Strike Fighter is the Sisters of Battle flyer of choice. So just so it do kind little, of tithing.
0: some cool head swaps with some <laughs> with some Sisters of Silence heads to be dope as shit.
2: Well, I don't know that they fly. I don't know that they actually pilot the jets. They, you know, yes, it's it an Imperial Navy thing, but
3: okay <laughs> they in pilot my, these ones
0: in my heart they do <laughs> so anyway so yeah that's that's what i like, that's what i've been up to been a good time like nice just uh it's kind of like you know directing hobby it's pretty neat just surprise new army yeah pretty much so anyway ryan you wanted to yep. give some thanks for for yeah a, uh, for a cultural exchange package. Why don't we why don't we talk
2: about yeah. that? So, Freddy, the Prince of Sweden, over at Viridian Heresy, sent me a huge box.
0: Hashtag perfection.
2: Of, yes, hashtag perfection of Swedish snacks. Like a fucking huge box. I haven't even begun to go through it yet because I've not been home long enough. And I've been super vi- busy with these last-minute preparations for Michigan GT. I'm actually working on even more terrain right now for it. Um, so, uh, anyway, uh, I've tried a few things. He sent me these... They look like Chips Ahoy cookies, but they're a little thicker. So imagine a Chips Ahoy, but with a hollow pocket in the middle of it that's just filled with fudge.
0: Okay, cool. I was <laughs> like, I was like, that sounds like a choky hazard. Oh, <laughs> oh, fudge. Okay, cool. My God. <laughs> that sounds perfect. That sounds like the perfected yeah.
3: cookies. Game changer.
2: So, it was definitely extremely good. So we I destroyed those, me and my wife destroyed those. And then he sent these little like they're gummies and they're like in the shape of like a a bottle and they're like red and blue and they have like sour stuff on the outside but they're like kind of a hard gummy. They're called fizz something. Fizz pops or something like that. Um okay. they were really good. So all the gummy shit cuz my wife is like a gummy fanatic cuz I was in the UK whenever this package came in. And she goes, you got this package from whatever. And I'm like, ah, it's snacks from Freddy, because I knew it was coming. I'm like, you can open it up if you want. So when I came home, it was already sorted in the piles, like fucking Halloween. And she was like, these are mine. I've claimed these. You can have the rest. <laughs> She's like, I got dibs on these. I'm like, all right. She's like, you can try them, but I have dibs. It's pretty funny. So we were laughing about that. Um, well, I was going to
0: ask you, like, speaking speaking Emily immediately – so she wears the Radio Freest Man apron to work? Is that what's going on? Yes. That is the best. Like, like she sent a picture in, and it was, like, like flour, and, like, like it looked like paint, but I'm guessing it was some sort of, like, frosting. And I was like, that doesn't look like Ryan's kitchen. I think she's actually, like, wearing a Radio Freest Man apron yeah. to her. She wears her the kitchen. apron at work. That yes. Is, God bless it. God, this is, this is where we're at right now. Like... <laughs> Uh, hopefully she's listening right now. That, that makes me so fucking happy.
2: <laughs> yeah, she listens to all our episodes now. So
0: bakers and
4: <laughs> Oh, my
2: goodness,
0: fantastic. Anyway, back to Freddie's. awesome care package. So you lost out on the gummies. We get it.
2: Yeah, I gotta try them. They are really, really good. But my wife really likes gummies. So I mean, even I like. I I'm not like. I'm like here, have them. You know. So. <laughs> It worked out, so I'm gonna eat a lot of the chocolate shit. Um, he sent me these weird. I'm gonna try it. it. It looks. It's like I guess it's their version of Cheese Whiz. It looks like a giant toothpaste tube with like fucking flavored cheese in it.
0: Hmm. Oh wow, that's what?
2: so. I've not tried it yet, but
0: deconstructing the Cheese Whiz. Like, I feel like yeah. that was Gen, That's Gen One Cheese Whiz. <laughs> Mark One Cheese Whiz. Mark- <laughs> and we're like what? we're on Mark Five.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. So I, like I said, I haven't, I haven't tried it, but I will. I'm braver than my wife. She's like, you got a tube of something that appears to be cheese with a lobster on the front of it. I'm not trying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, I'll, I'll give a report. Freddie says it's good. So hopefully, he's it. not trolling me. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, like I said, I unpacked it and we kind of like just stuck it all on the counter. I got it. I'll give a more in depth as I go through it. But like I said, this week's just been crazy. I got home super fucking late Monday and essentially went to bed. And then uh, obviously I work Tuesday and work today. I just haven't had enough time at home. And in the mornings before work, I've been. Uh, uh, had a bunch of errands to run. I backed into some lady's car. Can I tell you about that? No. Oh my goodness, what the, happened? The night the night before I left, I w- had to drop some shit off at Chris Duncan's house, and I backed out of his driveway. And there's some lady parked in the street, and just backed right into her fender. Um, I didn't see her because it's like he's right on the corner where there's no lights, and it was like at one in the morning, and her car's black, black or dark gray. And my tr- and it's a short, it's like real stubby car, and my truck's so tall, and I, his driveway's up at an angle, so I'm like looking down. When I look back, I just saw the street. I didn't see her car because my his driveway's steep enough where when you look back, you just see the road. Yeah. And then I'm backing down, and as I'm backing down, I'm looking left and right to see if cars are coming, and I'm backing up, and then when I leveled out where I would have seen her car, now her car is below the sightline of my tailgate. So it was like this weird dead zone and I backed up in the corner of my bumper, caved in her whole, like almost ripped her fender off. My truck literally has like two scratches on it. Like it doesn't, like I could fix it with touch up paint and polishing it. <laughs> I like, just caved in the whole side of her uh, fender. So I left her a note because it was like one in the morning and I wasn't going to wake her up. I mean, And the car was drivable, you know, it's just the fender. So I, I basically left she her woke
0: up with a hurt neck. <laughs> yeah. So
2: I, I left her a note explaining everything, told her that her neighbor, Chris across the street, you know, go contact him. If you're like, here's my phone number or whatever. So she calls me and I'm like, look, my truck's not hurt. It's just a fender on your car. You know, with the amount of my deductible plus, you know, rates going up and all that, I'll just pay out of pocket for it. I, so I sent her a picture of my driver's license and my insurance just in case, you know, because it's always her choice if she wants to file. And then I, I'm like, I'm going to the This is, couldn't happen the worst time, so I'm going because I'm going to the UK. So what I'm going to do is run all these. Basically, I got all this money staged and gave it to Chris, so that as she needed money, he was like the banker, and she could just walk across the street and he could like <laughs> send me the receipt of whatever and then pay her. So I, like, had to set all this fucking elaborate thing up, like, last minute, and then when I got back, I was still dealing with it, because the rental car was more than I'd left, and then I had to go to the body shop and pay the body shop, so I just not had time to eat fucking snacks, because of that.
0: Jesus Christ, you set, like, up in, like, an escrow for this fucking lady? (laughs) Like, just... (laughs) God! What the fuck? Good Lord! Like, just... Oh, you fucking old lady, just drive your car. <laughs>
2: it's not that serious. So, She's it's my fault. Pay, pay for I, her I mean, I backed issues. into her car. I was laughing because she kept saying, oh well, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why are you sorry? I'm the one that backed into your car. But whatever. <laughs> fucking park your car
0: in
3: a normal parking space, you old bat. <laughs> like, I'm mad for Ryan. <laughs> saying all the things Ryan wanted to say. <laughs> this, this is an anger translator?
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh what Ryan actually meant to say right there was you piece of shit, get a brighter car, you old lady. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah. She was she was nice about it. She could have been a real you know real and, uh, ass That about
3: was it. an invitation to play hide and go fuck yourself.
4: <laughs>
0: Why would you go there? That's on the north side of town. <laughs> you could have gotten it fixed anywhere. Uh. Yeah. Okay, well that fucking sucks, Ryan. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that, that lady ruined your life
2: for a week. <laughs> <laughs> because I backed into her. Yes, she ruined my life. Do better, old lady. Do better. Because I backed into her car that wasn't moving with anyone in it. <laughs> I could, I could just like see myself getting mad over that. It's like, oh, you fucking old lady. Like, <laughs> why would you park there? I mean, <laughs> granted. It was a stupid ass fucking place to park. Who parks directly across from somebody's driveway in the street? I mean, and I don't want to before. narrow
0: street. And the fact did that the alarm hit? didn't go off lets you know that she didn't lock her car. So that means she's like careless. Like she doesn't care about that car anyway. Like she doesn't care about the stuff inside of it because <laughs> the alarm didn't go off. Like clearly, like it didn't wait. Like it was if a you had time. It was a nicer.
2: It was a newer car. I don't know. I didn't say it It was dark. I didn't really look whatever. I just went over and kind of felt the bumper and stuck my hand underneath it to make sure that the, or not the bumper, the fender, and stuck my hand up underneath the fender and felt along to make sure the tire wasn't rubbing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I went, I checked the headlight and I, I couldn't open, I didn't try to open her door, but I like ran my finger down the seam between the fender and the door to make, because if you don't have clearance there, when you open the door it'll scrape the door or the door won't open. I just, I checked all the things I, cause I, I have a, you know, maintenance background on cars a little bit. So I checked all the things that could have been an issue and, uh, didn't see where it would be problem where I needed to wake her up right then and there. Ooh. So then I just left her the note and then she got all the way to work before she noticed the note.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, oh.
2: wow.
3: It happens.
0: Yeah. I always feel bad for people that are like, you know, hey, let's just not do insurance. And then, like, that's happened to me before where, like, this lady just straight up sideswiped me. And she was like, hey, I don't want my insurance rates to go up. And I was like, all right, let's see how the most budget-friendly we can get this done is. And, like, went, got three different quotes, let her pick the lowest quote. Like, I was, like, super fucking nice about it. But I'm pretty sure that old lady was like, (laughs) let me go straight to the dealership will fix this. The dealership will help. (laughs) So, anyway. Anyway. So, Freddy the Sweet sent you a care package. Fucking love it, dude. Nice job, Freddie. You sweetheart. You sweet, sweet man. Congratulations on your... uh, On raising 20 grand for Deshane. That's fucking fantastic. I don't know if you guys have seen that. if you go to Heresy Against... Was it heresy against MD? Heresy against MD.com or RogoPorn.com? It'll lead you to a donation site where you can donate uh, for the for the to support the research in the fight against Duchenne muscular dystrophy. And Freddie the Swede's goal this year was to raise 20 grand, and he achieved that goal. And he hit that this past week. So, congratulations, Freddy. And every $35 that you donate gets you entered into a night raffle. So, super fucking fantastic. Congratulations, Freddy. You you fucking did a great job, man. Seriously. But, speaking of stuff going on, I feel like we should probably bring up the closer patches. I didn't put this in the notes of stuff to talk about. It was not in our little intro thing there. But I feel like the Closer Patches have to come up. So, Closer Patches are in, guys. We've already ex- been receiving shit tons of emails for the Closer Patches. Like, people sending in their army, sending in their lists, sending in pictures. So, if you actually go to our Facebook page, Radio Van, you will see a instruction guide on how to get your patches like how like what do you need to do to receive a patch so we have the silver patch that says closer and we have the gold patch that says closer all right the silver patch the way you earn it is by having a a trader or loyalist army 2500 point painted up that'll get you a silver silver patch for a gold patch you need a loyalist and trader army twenty five hundred points, fully painted, in order to receive a gold closer patch. How do you get these submissions to us? It says it on the Facebook page, but I'll tell you right now, you send in a excuse me. You send an email to Michael at Warhammer30k.com with pictures of your army. Okay? So go take a picture of the army or armies, fully painted, laid out. Then you need to write on a piece of paper, you need to write hashtag Radio Freest Van, if you're in America. Hashtag Legion of Lies, if you're in the UK. Hashtag Eye of Horus, if you're in Australia. And hashtag the Varangian Heresy, if you're in Sweden. You have to have that little piece of paper in there. It's got to be written out, and it's got to be sitting next to your army. That way, for one, we know... The the Varangian Heresy
2: one should be anywhere in Europe. Like, if you're in Germany or whatever, like, mainland Europe. Would yes. be bringing?
0: Yes, it would. Yeah. So Europe and all that area. I don't know if we yeah. have very many European listeners, but I do know we have some Swedish listeners. So
2: yeah. but Ryan's absolutely right. So and then obviously, if you're in, uh, we have quite a few New Zealand listeners. They would be the Australian one. They would be I of course. Yes, exactly.
0: So you can kind of see what we're doing, guys. Uh, we're distributing patches. We're getting patches to these different podcasts so they can distribute out from them. That way, it's just like a stamp in a fucking envelope. They send off your closer patch to you, get it to you. Everything's a lot quicker than us trying to get international postage across to you to send you a patch. We're trying to get it to where we can break this up. Uh, so a lot of people have asked, like, how, like, why do I need to have this note? Can I just put, like, a little, like, you know, like, digital? Can I just write Radio Free as a van, hashtag Radio Free as Unfortunately, because there's dishonest people out there, we're asking you to write a note. That way I can't go Google 2,500 points, Sons of Horus, send a picture in and get a closer patch. We want it to be legit. We want to know that you submit, you took this picture to receive a closer patch and you're submitting it to us. And, so, and then once you submit that to us, guys, we're going to take that. We will post it to our Facebook page. Uh, if you want to be the named artist, which I don't see why you wouldn't, we'll put you up there. Uh, if not just let us know we won't put your name on there but we definitely will be posting the picture of that beautiful army so anyway that's how the closer patches work any questions do you guys have questions like did i make that pretty clear on how that works like very clear yeah so so we're getting a ton of entries guys i'm so happy the amount of people that are closers i'm like so surprised about the amount of people that have sent me you know messages or all this like man i'm like all I have to do is paint this and this, and I'll have a like I'll be eligible for a closer patch. And I'm just like, good, good. That's the point. Do it. <laughs> you you now understand the point of the closer patch. We're trying to motivate you to finish a 2,500 point army. I'm getting motivated here. I even wore gloves handling these things because I can't like I'm not a silver closer yet. I like had to paint shit to become a silver closer. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I, uh, I saw some laying out. I had to look away. <laughs> I, 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 had the, to, I had to leave the room.
0: Hey to shield my fucking eyes. <laughs> they're in a they're in a lead safe right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that patch is for somebody, and that somebody's probably not me.
0: <laughs> so, so yeah, closer patches are here, guys. That's how you get them. Go check their Facebook page if you want some reassurance on how that's supposed to work. Uh, also, the an update on events and everything that we're doing. October 5th is the last day for the Rapier Battery short stories. And once again, guys, we are fucking overwhelmed by the amount of entries we've had in this. We have short story after short story after short story. We have so many short stories, we knew that we had to do something special with them. So we got together with all the podcasts that are out there, all the Horus Heresy podcasts. We opened up and created a group on Facebook so that we can start getting these different podcasts to record y'all's rapier battery stories. We're still going to pick the best one, though, the, what we consider to be the, the best one. Like, there's going to be a lot of, I guess, uh, I mean, it's got to meet it's a lot of points. Subjective.
2: Subjective. So
0: it's, it's super subjective, but Jesus Christ, man, we're going to have to get everybody voting on this. There's some that have, like, just stood the fuck out that I really, like, like, so on this Facebook page, all the different podcasts – got to kind of pick which stories they wanted to read out and clearly like obviously the good ones are like we're immediately scooped the fuck up but there's like so many that I was just sitting there like fuck dude I want to read that so bad like that's I fucking love that story so much like I need it so that y'all have just like overwhelmed me with the with the uh with the quality of y'all stories and so um Hopefully, we we requested from the other podcast to have some of those entries turned in by the end of October for the reading, and hopefully by November-ish, we'll have a full Rape Your Story episode with all these stories to release for you. Um,
3: for real. I have yet to read one that I don't like. Yeah, every single one that I read,
0: I fucking enjoyed the shit out of. <laughs> for real. And y'all put so much passion in these, like, I'm just like is it really this easy to be a black library writer? Like <laughs> they just everywhere. So anyway, this will definitely not be the last contest that we have like this, uh, for the, like the radio free Advanced swag that you're getting out of it. Totally fucking worth every, like everything for this contest. We will definitely be having more. Uh, if you have suggestions on short story contest, or if you just like want to do a free for all, let us know so we can know what the next contest we need to be having is. So, fair enough. Fair enough. So, on to big, <laughs> big England little Ryan.
2: Yes. So Ryan,
0: tell us about your trip, buddy.
2: Um, well, it was great. We'll just start out there. Um, everybody was super awesome. A uh, special thanks to Oliver and Alistair that were, like, my babysitters and guardians for the most of the time. Oliver well, picked me I up don't know. I don't know how the good airport. of a
0: babysitter they were. I saw the first thing they gave you was a fucking, uh,
2: what do you call it, egg? Kinder egg? A kinder egg.
0: Don't they know you're yeah, fucking American?
2: <laughs> yeah, what, I don't understand, like, what what's wrong
0: with that? We we can't have kinder eggs, man. We're not responsible enough to have kinder eggs. That's why they banned them in America.
2: yeah. Well, there may or may not be some on American soil.
0: Are you fucking holding? <laughs> Cut the podcast. I didn't say that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say that. No, I didn't sign up for this.
3: <laughs> I didn't know we were... <laughs>
2: just, just move on, bro. Don't so, I... <laughs> over the course of my trip, I think I was You're given listening. four kinder eggs by different individuals.
0: i love how like that's the fucking joke of america that we can't have kinder eggs i'm sorry that americans love their children (laughs) i'm sorry that we're not trying to be fair when you open it up the container
2: inside the egg that holds the toy is like the size of the small child's head i don't know how you would swallow that like my wife can't fucking swallow a goddamn advil she struggles with that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this thing, like, there's no danger. I did laugh that Alistair gave it to me, um, and I immediately just, like, bit into it like you would a hard-boiled egg, because it's, like, egg size. He's, like, eat this, and I'm, like... He's, and then they like, everybody's eyes got big like I, had like, um, broke national treaty law or whatever, and Alistair's like, oh, that's wrong! You do it like this! I'm, like, oh, oh, I'm sorry! Like... I didn't know. I'm take like, the my take fat the off. I'm just trying to fucking eat it like an egg, like a hard-boiled egg that made of chocolate. I'm like, this fucking looks good. It's a chocolate I'm just, egg. I'm going to shove this whole fucking thing in my mouth. I'm just <laughs> i especially
3: stepping off the plane, and then they hand you a Kinder Egg, and you immediately take, take a huge bite and start choking. It's like, well, I guess this is why. <laughs> this
2: is why we can't have Kinder Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, so I got I got kinder eggs right off the bat. Um I learned that there's no fucking way that I would probably ever be able to drive a car in the United Kingdom. The fucking roads in the cities are way too narrow. Way too narrow. And they park on both sides of the street in fucking streets that really don't even like I don't even know. It's like they bend reality. It's almost like living in the warp or something because like the street is already too narrow for a single car to drive down it, but they somehow still manage to park on both sides and still drive down it. Well, like, and and they consider that a two lane road. There's like, I didn't see any one -one ways. So you literally are constantly having to pull over in between parked cars and they have little areas that are especially designed to do that to let oncoming traffic through so that you can then share the one lane because all the fucking streets are so narrow. Fucking shit. <laughs>
0: that sucks. That blows. Get your so, shit together,
2: England. So the the high the some of like the highway area, I guess. What they like, the, it's not bad. But once you get into like the cities, man, woo! Those roads are tight, like super tight. Like I was like blown away on how tight they were. Um. <laughs> so we got into uh, Cardiff there. And uh, it was a nice little town. There's all kinds of, like, shops. I guess it's it's known for its nightlife, which I can get into some funny stories there. Um, are we just talking about the whole trip? You want to hear about MKA first, or you want to just know the overall trip and then actually talk more about I MKA? The,
0: I want the whole enchilada, my friend, the whole thing.
2: Okay. Well, we'll just do the trip, and then we'll do the MKA thing separate, so I'm not going back and forth. So okay. So the first day I get in, it's not. 9 a.m., uh, we had to drive, you know, I had to go through customs and all that bullshit, and then, like I said, drove to Cardiff. So then by the time we get there, I forget what it was. So we meet uh, Alistair there at Firestorm Games. Uh, that's a huge game store, and it's a very nice venue. When you go in, they have a big merchandise section. They have a full bar with beer on tap in the game store. They have a, a cafeteria where you can order food. Um, and then they had a giant area for tables. There was... I don't know how many tables were there, but it was a lot. I would say that you could hold at least 50-man event there, maybe more. And then they had a, another little subsection for, like, ex, either extra tables or whatever that we use for the MKA section. Hmm. So, super nice, nice store. Um, so we met there, and then we walked over to get something to eat. I think I ate at, like, a pub for every meal so we went and ate at this place uh i forget what i had i think i just had a cheeseburger whatever first time i was there and there was a cricket game on tv so i was like saying that this was the first time i'd ever actually seen cricket like other than like a scene in a movie like a big like what king ralph or whatever the fuck that movie is with john goodman okay all right um, cool. I haven't even seen uh, that. Uh, so anyway, so they had cricket just on TV, like on their, like on whatever the ESPN version of in, you know, in UK is. And I was explaining, like Oliver explained to me the rules of cricket and how you play cricket and how there's a certain type of cricket match that lasts four days.
0: What? Like yeah. nonstop I- four days?
2: No, 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 they obviously don't, like, but it lasts, like, four days. It's, like, one game, but they play it over a four-day period, so it's almost like a miniature series, like how we have, like, the NBA playoffs. But it's, like, you know, in the playoffs here, where we have a playoff series, each game is individual. Like, this is one game that you keep score, and you don't determine a winner till the end of the fourth day. Is the way I understand it.
0: Okay. Man, cricket sounds hard. Did you watch any fox hunts?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did not see any fox hunting. They had, I guess, rugby is the national sport of Wales, which is actually pretty cool because I like rugby a lot. Um, So that was on TV a lot, too. So we watched that. That was pretty cool. Um, Then later that night, uh, we met with Miles from Little Legend Studios, came up and had uh, dinner with us. And the place that he picked was a Brazilian steakhouse just like we have in the U.S. So it's like their version of Texas-Brazil. Fuck yes, some so, steak. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. How was it? Um, I state? also just
5: it I'm was really good.
2: Just, that steak. Yeah, it was good. Uh, everything was pretty much the same. Uh, you've been to Texas, Brazil? You know how they have like the cinnamon bananas that they they leave on the table. Yes. And it, there, it's cinnamon pineapple, not bananas, for whatever reason. Savages. <laughs> <laughs> I would just play. Um, but it was are way no, big. it was good. Um, I like both. I mean, I, I can't tell you which. I mean, they taste different. I actually like like if they had both, I would eat both. Um, they didn't bring any uh, mashed potatoes out like we have in the U.S. Um, at those type of restaurants, I don't. I didn't see if you could even order them on the menu. Um, but they had pretty much the same. They had the same number of cuts of meat, but there was a few uh, ones that they had that we don't have, and then a few that we have at our like Texas Brazilians that they don't have. Like we have like filet wrapped in bacon Um, and we have like two or three things wrapped in bacon. I don't think they had any of that. Um, I'm trying to think of the ones they had a lot more like lamb and pork ones. Um, Fuck. There was, I don't remember, but there was, I mean, a few differences, but it was pretty much the same. It was good. And then I ordered the, uh, I think it's called Caprinha. It's a uh, Brazilian cocktail. Um, and I let, they were all like drinking beer, but I ordered this Brazilian cocktail. I'm like, you guys, and uh, Oliver tried it. He said he liked it there. If none of you guys ever had those, but you go to those Brazilian steakhouses, that's pretty much the only place that I know that knows what the hell one is when you ask for it. Um, even, there's a special liquor that goes in it. That's fairly hard to find in the U S you can, um, like our local liquor stores, we can, we had a hard time finding it. Uh, we had to like go to one that would special order it to get it in because my wife wanted to make some for a party once, but they're they're a really good cocktail. Um, also, uh, that night walking around, I discovered that uh the uh, women in Wales are uh, I don't know how to put it uh, friendly incredibly friendly, especially oh if if they hear that you have an American accent. Oh my. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. So, Cardiff is weird. To me, it was like if you went to Vegas, right, and you just found – if you drove around and found, like, a couple thousand people that are having the best time in Vegas and then went to a much smaller, like – sleepy style like english town and just dropped them all off there where they continued the party that's what cardiff is like it's like the traditional english town but then at night the nightlife comes alive and all the chicks are wearing like super short skirts their ass hanging out and very low-cut tops and all the guys are out and everybody's been fucking drinking all day and it's just a giant fucking party at the end of the night you see, like,
0: this is how MKA should sell their fucking classes. Like, this is, <laughs> like, like, like why, why would they not? Like, this is, this is how you sell shit.
2: It's like, oh. And I was, so this is what's funny. I'm like, all these thoughts are going through my head. Like, but I'm not really expressing them. I express them a little. But then after that night, we show up for class, and there's two other Americans that are from Seattle. Uh-huh. and we're all standing outside the shop waiting for it to open because it doesn't open till 9. We're all standing there. This is after we've had one day of class. So this is the first night I got there. Then we had a day of class, and then we went out to uh, eat again, went to sleep, went back to class. And then on that next morning, we went – because the, the, that, after that first night, I stayed up late. We went out. We d- ate and drank with Miles. After we had the class the next night, me and Alistair basically just went right back to the room, went to sleep. We didn't go out. Um Apparently, the two other American guys went out that night to go check the town out. So when we got back the next day, we're all standing outside, Firestorm, like, just kind of talking. And it's one of the American guys goes, all right, I got to ask, what the fuck is up with Cardiff? <laughs> and, and he's all like, I have never been to a place in my life that I felt like I could have just gotten laid at any moment that I just chose for that to happen, <laughs> they all start <laughs> laughing, and, and uh, I guess that like that's just how it is for whatever reason. Um, and they said that they have like their version of the, the the TV show Jersey Shore, like that reality TV show we used to have. I yeah, guess yeah, they yeah. have one like that in England, and I guess it's filmed there or part of it's filmed there is what I was told. So, so everybody just dresses up
0: to, like, hopefully be on the show. <laughs> and, like, they're like, oh, he yeah, couldn't be producer because he has an American accent. And they're like,
2: Blown. like I said, if you've ever been to Vegas and you see, like, when, when a bunch of girls go out in Vegas and they wear, like, the really tight, short, low-cut dresses and, you know, like, the men wear, like, buttons. Like, it's just like that. It's like, you know, and they all go to the bar and they all, you know, drink and, you know, mix it up. Good for them. <laughs> mix it up. <laughs> but I immediately called my wife at the hotel room. I was actually texting her and I said, you are not allowed to ever let me come over here alone again. It is not like if you value our marriage at all, do not ever send me over here alone again, because I have a monkey brain that has been pre-programmed with hundreds of, with millions of years of evolution that is instinctively telling me, to do things (laughs) that I can't control. So I purposely avoid situations like this because I, like my pre-programming could win out at any time. So the best way to just prevent that from happening is to not put yourself in that situation to begin with. So I told her if I ever go back, you have to go like, it's like, it just, it just has to happen. (laughs)
4: It's
0: like, Ryan, why are you chugging that fucking NyQuil? (laughs) It's like, I have to temporarily castrate myself. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But this is the story you're going to love. This is, I was, I had only been there for a couple hours. And they were like, we're going to take you to a pub. And this is Miles, Oliver, and Alistair. So we go into this pub. Dude, you, like, this is the
0: crew right there.
2: Yeah, and... The, uh, I think it was Miles bought everybody beer. So he hands me a really dark beer. I don't even drink fucking beer, but he handed me a beer. I was like, I'm here in England. We'll drink a beer in the pub. So we're up at the, we're up at the bar and Oliver and, uh, Miles are on the flanks and they're both tall. I mean, everybody's tall to me, but they're like legitimately tall. I don't know how tall they are, but they're well over six foot. Miles is a big guy. And so is Oliver. Alistair's a little bit taller than me. He's still bigger than me and he's standing next to me and we're kind of in the middle. There's this guy at the bar leaning through the window, ordering something too. And he turns around and he starts saying some shit. And I'm not really paying attention. And he looks at me and just starts shitting all over my beard, like talking trash about my beard. What the? Fuck? And I'm like, yeah, you're <laughs> just random. And I'm like, what? Like my head's like thinking, what? Like what's this guy saying? Because it started out as like backhanded compliment insults, and then just got worse, whatever. And then he then he goes into, well, I'm Irish and Irish beards are this, and they're epic. This is not, I'm not joking about this, by the way. So then he goes into essentially how the Irish are the master race or whatever. So then he gets in, like, we all start laughing. Like, I just start laughing because it's, like, so ridiculous. Because this guy's, like, almost nose to nose with me, talking about my beard, like, looking at it super close and touching it. (laughs) And I'm just (laughs) laughing because I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I was just laughing. So Oliver's like, well, why are you talking shit? You don't even have a beard. Like, you're, like, smooth-skinned. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. And he's like, oh, but if I had a beard, it would be this. And he's like, but you don't have a beard. <laughs> and they're, like, arguing. And then Miles Miles is like, where's your master race beard out, Irishman? And they, like, all are kind of arguing and we're laughing. So finally Miles leads over and he goes, because the guy's, like, like I said, in my face, touching my face, doing all this. And he goes, this guy's either going to kiss you or try to fuck you, <laughs> or, or no? He said he's. guy's either gonna fight you or kiss you or something like that. And I started laughing. And I go, "Well, either would be a great fucking story." And I've only been here two hours. Bring it on.
0: <laughs> Jesus, you see, that's exactly what happens whenever you remove guns from the culture. <laughs> you, get, you get motherfuckers
2: like that. Like that's. <laughs> so so anyway, this guy. Like we finally were like you know sort of like it wasn't ever i didn't ever feel tense like i wasn't like even though the guy was close i wasn't really worried like he wasn't acting like real aggressive you know he was just talking shit whatever um yeah push you laid then,
4: down.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah.
2: okay to late and then uh Okay, talk to big so,
4: it's
2: okay uh so anyway i was i was like somebody finally shook his hand and we were like what's your name and he was like patrick so we shook his hand whatever and then he went on his way and then immediately after he left we all they all start laughing. They're like, we swear to you, we did not set that up because it was so weird and random, but it was like a great way uh, to start the night. It was pretty funny. And then, like I said, we stayed up fairly late and just, you know, had a few drinks at the pub. So that was pretty funny.
0: Badass. Love it. Love how you almost got into a, uh, got into a tussle, a little tussie over your yeah. beard. A good old fashioned.
2: Nah. <laughs> um, So, anyway, uh, then we did, you know, I did all the MKA class, which I'll get into at the end of this. And then I had to leave from there, from Cardiff, and take a train over to London. And then from London, I had to take a train over to uh, Horsham, where Ben Porter lives. And he was going to pick me up at the train station, and I was going to spend the night with him. Which is not so. No. And so the train ride is only supposed to take a little under three hours normally, but they were doing some construction on the tracks and some other shit was going on. They had to make extra stops and it ended up being over five hours. And I had to change train like two or three times. I don't remember. So I get on the so in Cardiff the day that the the second day of MKA, they had a, a half marathon. So there was a bunch of people in Cardiff that aren't normally there to run this half marathon. So when I got on the train to head back to London, it was full of a bunch of people that had, you know, participated in that. So I sit down next to this guy and I just, you know, there was one empty seat on the train in the car I was in. And I was like, hey, is is anyone sitting here? And he's like, oh, no, you can sit here. So I sat down. So we go through about half the train ride, not really talking. And for whatever reason... Because when people have their headphones in, I try, you know, I just take that as a fucking sign to not just to shut up and not talk. Um, But as soon as he took his fucking headphones out, I couldn't resist because I'd sat there for two and a half hours being quiet. And you guys know I can't I can't be quiet that long. (laughs) So as soon as those headphones come out, I started chatting him up. So we hit it off. And, you know, we were talking about America. He was wanting to come over here. He said that his uh, wife is a baker. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, my wife. wife and i was showing you know him my wife's website and all that stuff and he liked all that and then he was talking about coming to the u.s and i was telling him where he should go where he should avoid like the obvious traps that people you know people always want to go to fucking new york and la and all this shit i'm like ah fuck all that you need to go to you know like our national parks like that's where it's at like this this is the real you know go here this is like more American. Anybody from the Midwest or whatever could give two fucks about ever going to L.A. or New York. We just don't care. That's not where we go. Like, that's like a tourist fucking thing that's built up in TV or whatever. Nobody really cares about that that lives here. So I was, like, laying all that out and, you know, all that, and we kind of, you know, hit it off. We actually, like, he immediately friended me on Facebook because he was like, I'm going to make a trip to the U.S., do you care? And I'm like, no, hit me up. And I'm like, anytime you have questions or you want to come over here, hit me up, I'll you know, help you plan your trip or whatever. So we get into London and, uh, I have to like change all these trains and get on their fucking subway system. Right. Let me tell you about this motherfucking thing and how it's like, should never, Oh my God. This is like the worst, one of the worst things I've ever fucking seen. You people over there in London, what have you done? Why are you still doing this? Like, get rid of that fucking thing. Like, Bulldoze some shit, build a highway, and buy some pickup trucks and fucking drive them around. Like, do not use <laughs> that fucking train anymore. It is not human. You should not use it. It's fucking bad. It is, like, so bad. So you get in this fucking thing. Like, the doors are open and everyone's rushing out while everyone else is rushing in. And it's this giant, mad, like, you can feel the fucking, like, how hectic it is. And then when you finally get in the motherfucker, you grab a hold of the thing and just people just keep getting in and keep getting in and keep getting in and more people get in and then when you think no more people can fit you know more people get in so you're just fucking jammed in there like a sardine and then this thing takes off and goes like fucking mach 70 i don't know you're in this tunnel and there's like three inches of clearance on each side of the fucking train to concrete wall out the windows and it immediately shoots off like a rocket, and almost everybody inside falls over because it goes so fast when it accelerates. <laughs> and then you get going, and it's it's going down this track making this horrendous noise, and everything's clicking and clacking and shit-shaking, and it looks like it's going to fall apart. It's like getting on, it's like going to the local fair, at like the county fair, like not even the state fair, like a fucking shitty county fair, where they have rides that's set up by a guy that you look at, and he's like totally like fucking tweaking with the big eye, small eye, and you're like, This dude is 100% on meth, and then you get on the ride that his fucking cousin put together that you're not sure that all the fucking bolts are where they are, or if tab A is in slot B and all that shit, and then the guy runs it at like half again as much speed as it probably should be run at, and you're just kind of fucking taking your life in your own hands. That's like the entire British rail system, from what I can tell. At least the London Underground part of it. (laughs) Jesus. And then they have this map on the wall that you're somehow supposed to decipher, and it's, like... It's, like, scaled down, where it's fairly small. Like, the print is small, but the fucking map itself is, like, ten foot long and eight foot tall with all these fucking lines. I'm like, Jesus! Like, how are you supposed to tell? Like, I'm looking for where these trains run, and I have no fucking clue. So, anyway, this dude that I (laughs) befriended on the train assumed, like... All but took me by the hand like a child, and took me through all my stops except the last stop.
0: Bless his heart. <laughs>
2: Bless yeah.
0: my heart.
2: he even went one extra stop that he didn't have to, and then got back on the train to go back the other way just to help me out. He's
0: like, Good luck. So, <laughs> Good so luck not American that he's trainer. listening,
2: not that he, not that he's listening, but thanks, Ricky. Super nice of you to do that. So I thanked him. The first thing I did when I got back home was thanking for that. So, anyway, I, I end up at the last stop, where he didn't help me. I ended up, and everybody, that's the other funny thing, is everybody that I talked to was like, ah, just get on this train, it's easy, mate, fucking look at the signs. I'm like, alright, cool. No, fuck that. Damn There's it, no... Germany. Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'd still be on, I'd still just be in the subway, just fucking doing circles, just fucking die down there. That's, that's <laughs> all that would happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Yeah, it's a fucking mess. So anyway, you can't look at the signs because they don't update the signs in any amount of time that's fucking useful. Like they change. They, I'm like, I literally ask a person which fucking platform, train platform, do I need to go to to get here, and they look on their little. They have a little uh, portable screen thing that they that prints tickets and shit, and all you know, and they can look through and look at the the arrivals, and they were like platform 15. So I go to platform 15. And there's a train. He goes, you, this guy says, you need to hurry because it's about to leave. So I fucking run my ass through this, you know, train station. Exactly. run all the way to the platform. <laughs> I'm sweating my ass off. I have my all my materials from MKA and all that shit on my back. It's heavy in the backpack. All my clothes. I run across this platform, get there. I ask this lady, I'm like, is this the train to whatever? And she's like, I don't know. I think so. And I'm like, okay. So I get in. And I'm looking at the sign, and the fucking sign doesn't say what, like where I'm going. Like It scrolls through where it's going, and it's not on there. So I get off the fucking train, and I go ask someone else. And that guy's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> They're updating shit. They keep moving everything around. And I look back, and the sign on the train I just got off of in red has already changed to say something else. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? So it leaves. So then I'm like asking him, like, well, where's the next one to this? And he's like, I don't know. They've not updated it yet. And this is a huge fucking train station. So I'm like, am I just supposed to walk to every fucking platform and, like, read? Like, so I finally got on the right train. I Like, I just lucked out. Like, it was – I literally walked around and found it, like, like, two minutes before it left because I was looking at the little signs that scroll through and seeing it said Horsham. So I get on this train. It goes through all these stops. And then I end up at this bus station or the train station. So – Oh, by the way, I bought this fucking SIM card there that was supposed to work, and it didn't work. So I have no fucking way to contact anyone at all. My phone just doesn't work. Fuck. (laughs) So you're just dying. It it finally, I had to like like fucking walk around and find an unlocked Wi-Fi signal to fucking get into the (laughs) Wi-Fi to send messages while also trying to make all these train deadlines and shit. So for whatever reason, that night, I could get messages from Ben Porter. I could receive his messages, but I couldn't send them back out. So, like, Ben, he probably to me, is like, look, look at this irresponsible fuck not answering my messages. But I've answered all of them. It's just I'm getting the little red flag that says, message not sent, message not sent. And I'm like, god damn it. So I'm panicking. So anyway, I finally end up at this bus, or the train station, and can't message him. So I, I finally walk around. Literally, I walk out of the... The train station, I end up in this weird, like, shady fucking Jack the Ripper alley. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And I've, like, I couldn't get any Wi-Fi. So I just started walking by everyone's house on the street until I found a Wi-Fi signal that I could get. <laughs> and I got a Wi-Fi signal and called uh, Ben. And he's like, No, I'm here. And I'm like, well, I somehow managed to end up here. So he, I had to fucking backtrace my steps to the train station and then finally met up with Ben and we laughed about how ridiculous that was
6: <laughs>
2: the whole night. Jesus. Bless your heart. So man.
0: Bless your little heart.
3: Yeah. People. So people Ben.
2: Yeah. So Ben let me stay with him. A uh, super nice guy. Uh, uh, his wife was super sweet to me too. Um, so they let me, they, he had an air mattress laid out for me and all that. Um, let me take a shower. there. There is great. Um, I also got to see like his work table where he rec- records all of his stuff, uh, for here. So I actually took a picture of it. So it's like, I have the legendary, uh, Ben Porter recording station. So I know all your secrets, Ben. I have your secrets, sir. <laughs> so, um, then the next morning, uh, we woke up and one of the British airlines has folded overnight. Monarch airlines literally declared bankruptcy in the middle of the night and like, a whole shit ton of flights got canceled, so we know that the airport is going to be absolute chaos of everybody trying to book more flights. Jesus um, Christ, Ryan! So I was like, "Oh, I'm not <laughs> looking not forward to that." Can you topple an empire. Please,
4: <laughs> <laughs> could you just? Yeah, like, could you just
0: travel? So then he's please? like,
2: he's like, also, the, there's all this road construction, whatever, because he was supposed to drive into the airport. Um. So he's like. I I, it would be better if he just took the train. I'm thinking, fuck. And I didn't say it because I'm trying to be polite. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, fuck, I don't want to get back on that fucking train. <laughs> like, fuck that train. So I'm like, all right. And he's like, yeah, it just goes right. And I'm like, I'm thinking back. And I'm like, yeah, the airport was like literally just the stop before his house. So I'm just going to have to get on this train. It's going to be one stop, whatever. It wasn't. I don't, I don't know if I got on the wrong train or what. I did get on the train going to the airport, but there was like five fucking stops in between. It wasn't a big deal. I got there and still plenty of time. But I even sat down and I told the first thing I said there was two guys, older guys, going to work. And I'm like, Man, you guys in this fucking train, I'm like, if I lived here for five fucking years, I still couldn't figure it out. He's like they're like they all start laughing and they're all like, five years you figured out in five years you'd be the smartest amongst us <laughs> 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 So... Yeah, it's fucked. They need to do something different about that. Jesus Christ. It's bad. So, yeah. Anyway, that was the only thing that I wasn't fond of over there was the uh, the trains. Everything else was awesome. Everybody I met was super friendly, super nice. Uh, the the I, I didn't have a bad meal. I thought all the food was pretty good. Um, the game store was awesome. Uh, like I said, hospitality was awesome. They have much better... Uh, this is a little thing, but I noticed it. I told Ben that their outlets win. Like, we need to bring their outlets that you, like, plug electrical devices in. We need to bring theirs, their design over here. It's so so superior to ours, it's not even funny. How so? Their outlet's bigger, and it has it, all their plug-in, everything you plug in has three prongs on it. Like, ours has three prongs, but the vast majority of our shit doesn't use the grounding plug it's just the fucking two tines side by side and you know ours like one is slightly bigger than the other and you're always like if you're always in the fucking dark and it's always behind some goddamn thing that's hard to reach and you have to fiddle fuck around with it for five minutes and you can never get it in and when you finally get it in the slot it's you have to turn it over because it's the wrong theirs because it always has the three tines it's easy to tell where it goes and their tines are much fatter and they're like tapered on the end so it's easy to find the outlet and which direction it goes, and then it slides home a lot, fucking okay, easier. I can see that. Wow. So, so they no thank you. they definitely they definitely score they score one against us on that for sure. Keep your fucking metric system. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So that was pretty much the actual trip. As far as MKA goes, that fucking class is awesome. I cannot believe the amount of shit I learned in two days. Um, I didn't really get to work with Andy Wordle very much because he was uh, doing a basing class. So I got to work more like our direct teacher was Henry Steele. And then Matt kind of wandered around and would also jump in and help. So he did help a lot, but it was mostly Henry and, um, Super cool dudes. We went out. They, uh, we went out to eat. I went out to eat with uh, Matt and a bunch of the students one night. Uh, we actually ate at a Pizza Hut. We tried to go to some other, like all these other places, and they're all closed. So we wound up at a fucking Pizza Hut, which is pretty <laughs> funny. And their American pizza over there had sweet corn on it. What have you ever what? heard of a fucking? Yeah. Have you ever heard of a fucking pizza with sweet corn on it?
0: Look, what? dude. I only eat corn like one time a year. <laughs> and that's like maybe during I'm Thanksgiving. From, I'm
2: from Indiana. Like all we do is corn. Like our buildings are made of corn. Like our buildings are just a corn maze with a fucking tarp strip like dropped over the top of it. And we don't you even fuck truck the truck corn
0: our corn, people. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <Are> you, <that's, laughs> corn's food for trucks, not people. Don't put out my fucking pizza. So anyway, that, like was, my that was weird. my corn mashed up into syrup. <laughs> Yeah, putting in my fucking Coca Cola. That's the only time.
2: <laughs> um, the other thing that the trains. The other thing I didn't like over there was that everybody served, like every place you went had fucking Pepsi, not Coke, which sucks. Fucking Coke is far superior to Pepsi. Um, so I don't know what the deal is with that, but maybe they prefer <laughs> Pepsi over there to Coke. I don't know. But anyway, getting back to MKA. No, fuck you. I'm sorry. That was rude.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Is Monopoly money okay? Shit.
0: I'm a little high-strung from all the, you know, goddamn train situation.
2: Uh oh yeah, the money they have like nine trillion coins. Like everything that's a denomination under five pounds is a coin. Yeah. So they have like twice as many coins that we do, and they're like, of course, they're just like us where they've like, like how we have quarters, but. You know, every once in a while they update it so then it looks slightly different. So, like, yeah. some of their pounds, like, look different than, like, their one-pound coin. There's, like, one with that's gold-rimmed and then one that's, like, an older one that just looks like kind of like a quarter but it's thicker kind of thing. So, anyway, everything that I would buy, like, I kept buying stuff at Firestorm, like, as the class would go on, I would, like, need, like, a paint or something that I didn't bring with me because it was hard to fit everything in the bag that I needed to bring because you can only have a quart bag full of liquid so anything extra I basically had to buy there okay so I kept going up and buying these little things and the, the first couple times I like struggled like flipping over every corner of my hand to read what it was because I didn't know what it was just by visually identifying it so then the, usually the, the guys in. behind <laughs> the guys behind the counter would get like half frustrated with me but they were too polite to say or do anything so they just kind of reach over and help me so, finally, I just started, like, it's hard to do the motion that I did, like, and describe it. It's something I'd have to physically show you. But I, like, would reach both hands into my pockets and grab all the coins in both pockets. Because I had fucking shitloads of these coins. Because every time you get change, it's under $5 just to give you coins. it's all you got. So, I have just giant fucking pockets full of coins. <laughs> so, I'd reach, I'd reach in. I'd be standing with my feet together, and I'd reach in and pull all the coins out. And then step forward with one leg and like dramatically lower my arms while opening my hands like I'm casting a spell, showing him coins, and he would just start laughing. He would laugh funny, and then like, pull the coins Kamea, out of my Kamea, hand.
1: Command,
0: command, like Kamehameha man him. Like,
2: yeah. And style, like. So like the last two or three times I bought something, that's what I would do. He would laugh and then just take the coins that he wanted because he realized I didn't like, know what the fuck I was doing.
3: Like, hey man, it's faster like this. All right, (laughs) is this mini enough, or do I need to reach back into the pocket? I've got my Um, medieval pouch of all my coins. (laughs) But uh,
2: but anyway, yeah. Like, I just the class is amazing. Um, and also MKA is not really like MKA as those three guys together is stopping, but the the three individual guys are going to still go on and still do classes. So, like, if you want Matt Cain and Henry to come teach a class, you can reach out to Matt, and, you know, if you reach the minimum number of people, just like MKA used to, he'll still come teach essentially the same class. And then Andy's also going to go on and do his own thing, too. So, this is still something something that people can get in on, for the most part. So, I'm telling you this and pumping it up because it, it really is a fucking phenomenal phenomenal class and if you you get a chance to go go I mean I spent I've made a list of my travel like what I did I was on planes for over 24 hours I was on trains for over seven hours I was on buses for over five hours and I was in cars driving myself around for over nine hours over a four day period plus did all this you know class and whatever and it was well worth it well worth
0: goddamn Jesus Christ. So how so, I mean, America them come America with big old lanes and
2: <laughs> Well, here's Ubers. the thing. I, I'm not, I mean, this is like, I talked to Matt about it, actually. I said, hey, man, you know, would you come to the U.S.? And he said, I definitely would. So I don't, this is like the loosest of plans. I haven't, I, I basically, I'm putting together a presentation right now on my end and I'm going to present it to him here shortly to see if it's something he would be interested in doing. So I'm really going to try to make it happen. Get them over here. Fuck yeah. So, and both him and... Both Matt and Henry seem very interested. So, uh, I'm really going to try to make that happen. We have the full support of the community, I guarantee it. Yeah. So, I don't really know what to say about the class, because it's like... You're kind of like uh, sworn, it's like sworn secrets, You can't really get too much into it. Oh, it's um, like fight club, all right. Yeah, it's extremely intense. Like you go from one demonstration to the next. Like I don't think anybody fully finished their tank. Um, it's not really like I. I guess I There's had no, preconceived no, notions for the room. purpose. It was never the purpose, but I didn't think that going in. So it's like you're, you are you kind of get – like I had preconceived notions that we were there to like go step by step fairly slow and you would end up with this thick and finished Tank at the end. Um, it's not really for that. It's more just to teach you as many processes as you can possibly learn in that short amount of time on that vehicle. And then – and also the Rhino that you take, like everybody seems really attached – to their rhino like they were painting something that they were then going to enter in a painting competition and they didn't come right out and say it, but you could tell that the guys teaching the class, Matt and Henry, they don't look at it that way. They look at that as an expendable thing that was just a tool for the class, just like a bottle of paint is. So they don't really give a fuck about that rhino or what it necessarily looks like. I mean, they obviously want it to look nice so that you're impressed, which they all did. But they even straight tell you if you don't make it through this process, just fucking skip it, or only paint one side of it, or when you get home strip it and try it again. Like it's not really designed for you to come out with this masterwork. They literally just want to teach you the processes on that particular that, and that's just like the material that they want you to bring. Damn. And Makes sense. So, so that's kind of like I didn't. It took me a while to catch on to what that was, what was happening. Because I was really focused on why I need to keep up. Because I need to get all of this done, and that's not really what it is. It's really like they give you a demo. They call everybody up. Uh, Matt or Henry will t- take one of somebody from the class's tank and show you what they want done for this like <laughs> process that they're teaching right then and there. Fuck yes. And then what? It's just like
0: it's like did fucking Matthew Kane just? paint my fucking tank for me. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> like, I don't, I can't well, do
2: anything beyond this. Like,
4: <laughs>
0: well, he,
2: he would <laughs> grab your, ta- you know, him. one of them would grab it and they would do that process on at least part of the tank and then go, does everybody understand? And you'd go, yeah. And then they would say, well, you have until this time to get as much of this process done on your tank. And at that time, we're going to do another demo. And you literally went back and you, got that much time, and when that much time was up, whether you were done or not, they told you to put your brush down, and then you went up to the table for another demo, and this repeated. Then at certain points, if you got super, super far behind, which there's only a couple people I think it happened to, they basically, if you get Greg. super far behind and, <laughs> and you're feeling overwhelmed, come get us, and they basically would just come and help you catch up. Like, Matt would basically just like take your airbrush and go sh- sh- get it fucking where it needed to be, caught up, or you could go on with the class fucking legit and then they give you access to a members group that's everybody that's ever taken the MKA class plus all the instructors so when you get home if you have a problem or you don't remember a certain process you can just hit them up on the Facebook group and they'll they'll go through it with you so it's like a, a resource that you get to keep for as long as this group goes that is way fucking badass this trip um, sounds fantastic. Oh, dude, it was so good. So, um, the other thing, like, uh, they teach you. Remember when I talked about the 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 biggest thing I learned at CK Studios was like how to not take your fucking airbrush apart and do all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So they they basically teach the same thing in MKA. It's slightly different different variation on how ck studios does it obviously you know because it's two different people but it's pretty much the same process um so the ck studio class i did using that we painted for roughly four hours and i never had a single clog using their method and then when i went to mka i i mean i already knew the ck studios method worked but i wanted to use MKA's method, even though I had this other thing because I wanted... You know what I mean? It's like, you're there to learn their way of doing it. I wanted to use their way. Yeah. Type of thing. Right.
4: Yeah.
2: So I, I and so I did it their way, the MKA way, and painted for two full days and never had a single clog my airbrush. I never had to take it apart and clean it, and it never clogged where I had to like, empty the paint out and start over. Not a single time.
0: My goodness.
2: So now what I'm getting at sprinkle is... Sprinkle
0: this unicorn blood in your airbrush
2: <laughs> one time. Right. So whether you take a CK Studios class or an MKA class or, you know, Miles has come and taking a class, I'm sure he'll teach something similar as far as airbrush stuff. If, if you go to one of these classes, you think, man, this is expensive, even if it's two, three hundred dollars, whatever the class is. If you could have told me fucking two years ago when I started airbrushing that I could just burn three hundred dollars worth of hundred dollar bills and drop it in the trash can and I would have knowledge magically downloaded in my head that would keep my fucking airbrush from clogging every five minutes. i did have done yep. it in a heartbeat. That's all yep. I got out of it. Yep. So I guess what I'm I'm saying there is people really need to get out and take some of these classes because even if you only even if you think you know all this shit, there's always room to learn. Always new always room to learn. And even if you go to a class and you only learn one or two new things. If that's something that you're going to use for every fucking model that you paint for the rest of your life, is that not worth a couple hundred bucks? Yeah. I think so. I mean, not that I only learned at NKA, I learned fucking I can't even like just so much, so much stuff. Um and I feel like when I paint using their method, like I'm going to start this Death Guard army, it takes you two days to paint the tank in that class because it's very stop-start because you're doing these demos and they're trying to teach you. And a lot of it is like, uh, you're some of it's you're not even actually painting the tank. Like the, the beginning of the class is just all about you getting used to your airbrush. You're just painting like pieces of paper, just like they're showing you different things. And it's very stop-start. I can tell already though, that once I get this process down, I'll be able to batch paint. Like I could do, I'm going to assemble my five land raiders that I'm doing for my death guard and just do them all at once. And I have a feeling it's literally going to be one third the time of what it would have been if I would have painted it my old way.
0: There you go. Good Lord. You're going to have to fucking update your little calendar. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to even know how long things are going to take you anymore.
2: Nope. So I feel like I'm going to be able just to hammer out this death guard in no time. Like it's, I still have to build everything. I only have the one, um, land raider built so as soon as i get back from the michigan gt this weekend that's that's what i'm doing is just building death guard and then as soon as it's built um you know i'm going to go to town using this new method um but i've been doing decals wrong for a long time they showed me the proper way to do use decals i thought i knew everything about microsoft microset from watching youtube videos i did not so i learned shit there um, they taught me a way to paint metal. Did you see the dozer blade on my Rhino? Yeah. yeah that we, that I posted. Dude, you have no, like that thing in real life looks so fucking good. Like the way they taught me to teach metal was one of my favorite things. Like, I mean, I just think ah painting metal. Everybody knows how to paint metal. You fucking prime it black, put some fucking bolt gun metal or lead belt or whatever the fuck it's called over it. And then wash it with no oil. Boom, done metal. Woo. No, nah, fuck that. They taught us a way to do it, and it looked like, you've seen it, I mean, it fucking looks so good. So good. It's like, I almost want to do Iron Warriors now, just so I can fucking paint metal shit, because I love the way that that metal looks. Um. So yeah, I mean, I could go on and on about how phenomenal the class is, but if anybody gets a chance to go, you should 100% go. For sure. That sounds
0: fucking legit, dude. Yeah. It sounds well, like I feel mad. like
2: the re- I feel like the results speak for themselves. Like I brought that tank home, and I showed my mother in law, and she's like, "Holy shit!" She's like, "This looks like real. Re- this looks real. This looks like you took a tank." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know." Like I was literally day after I finished it up here, uh, I took it into work because we have construction equipment like out in the coal yard, and I literally walked out there holding the tank, and I was kind of holding it up, you know where I could look at it while looking at the piece of the construction equipment at the same time. So
3: like the perspective has them to light, see like the, the size.
2: yes. And you're looking at the weathering on the, the construction equipment in real life where chip paint chips have happened or like shit's been scratched or, you know, where the rust and then you look at the tank that you've painted and you're like, fuck like that. Just, it's like, it's just shrunk down. Like the, it really does look like a realistic effect. It's so good. So good.
3: That's nuts. It's fucking badass. If so, you don't want
0: to see the pictures, man, go to the Radio for Van Facebook page. Ryan has his Death Guard tank up there. I'm super excited to see you fucking start unloading some Death Guard on everybody. Cause uh Oh yeah, I know the amount of think I think, and love I think now
2: in. I think now with this painting process I'll be able to knock this Death Guard army out and knock my militia army out before Adepticon. come.
0: Just go to fucking town with the airbrush now
2: yep i mean that's the thing and that's the other thing before all i was doing with the airbrush was essentially using it as a glorified rattle can and laying base coats down um yeah. and painting all my models with that Zenithal, like you know down from the top with the fading i mean you got we've talked about how i do my red all the time on here yep. so that's all i was using it for now i can use it for so much so much stuff um like, I can tell you, this is going to fucking blow your mind. And then not that it's a bad product. So, if you're using it and that's all you use and whatever. You know how, like, we always preach about how fucking awesome dull coat is on here?
0: Oh, my God. Are you about to drop off on dull coat?
2: Yes. I'm not going to dull coat my shit anymore. I'm going to varnish my models with my airbrush now.
0: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: ryan go like within two episodes you've been like <laughs> that that really shows the level of extremity that ryan went like this class has warped his mind this class changed him you know
2: what you know what you know what else i'm probably not going to do anymore what use molded shoulder pads or doors i think i'm going to go full decals who
0: is this man? It's like a <laughs> got a hold of you. <laughs> it's like you, MKA just fucking handed you the truth. <laughs> Fuck.
2: Yep, I've been converted. So I've seen a few people ask me, like, can you tell me about this? Or how did you do this? I really can't answer. So please don't ask. Um, I mean, I don't know what to tell you there. Like I, I, I take, you know, when somebody asked me not to say something, and I agree to it. I mean, I take that serious. And you know that they Matt asked the whole class not to spread the knowledge around and all that. And you know, basically said anything that we talk about in the the MKA group on Facebook or any of the pictures posted there or whatever is posted in confidence that it won't go outside that group. So don't share any of that. And you know, don't you know the the, the classes for and the support for the class are for those who. I went to the class, participated in it and became essentially a member of that group of people and like he wants to keep it that way. So I mean we all agreed to it and I'm not just going to you know freely just say oh yeah I said I would and then come back here and fucking just spill all the beans. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah. So don't ask just take the class. Um, I'm going to try to get him over here uh, next year I mean even if I don't You can always fucking, you know, go to England like I did. Fucking Wow Airlines is really not that expensive. Um, I flew to the UK for $250. So, I mean, if we decided, if MKA came over here and they decided to do it in California, it would be more money for me to fly to California than it was to go to England. So there's really no excuse. I mean, if you're willing to travel somewhere in the U.S. to take the class, you should be willing to go to, to the UK to take the class. Dude, it really wasn't
0: class in Vegas. I That's
2: want them to host it here be, just because I think if we have it it'll be in Indiana just because I can set the venue because I have to be familiar with the venue and somebody has to be local to take care of everything and have everything set up.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. You can't I'm have it in a spot where
0: all those cheap ass flights to Las Vegas. Is all I was thinking about. I realized how cheap them flights were to get to Vegas. It's not that
2: bad to get to Indianapolis though from wherever you're at cuz we're kind of in the middle. So, I'm scouting locations here. Um, I I got kind of a plan for proposal. I'll talk to you about it off the show Michael, but I'm not I'm this is I this is very very this is just ideas in my head right now i've not i i talked to matt a little bit i was like hey would you come over here he's like yeah he's in the uh, british military so he only has so much leave that he yeah. can take so it, it has to line up with when he can take leave so i have a couple ideas of things that i think would be appealing to get them over here that they would get maximum benefit and fun out of coming over here as well as being able to teach the class and we would get something out of it as well
3: Hey, I've got a question. So, I yeah. know you've taken a whole bunch of other classes and stuff getting ready for this. What kind of skill yeah. level do you feel you need like if you were to take a MKA class? Like there were there were two baseline? or
2: th- there were two or three guys there that had never used an airbrush before in their life. They had used their airbrush for the very first time that day taking that class.
3: And they get like the, the did they get the full benefit
2: I thought so. I didn't see anybody's tank that looked bad. In fact, I would I think that you should learn to airbrush in a class than you should ever uh, now that I know what I know, me fucking just trying to take it out of the box and learn on my own was actually just stupid. Like, I've wasted so much time with clogged airbrushes buying useless equipment that I didn't fucking need or not buying the proper stuff or whatever. Like, if I have taken ck studios or mka before i'd have purchased an airbrush and before i tried to it would have saved me so much time and headache wow
3: so just uh, that's all so, stuff you would have to unlearn then
2: yes why well, don't like it's easy to unlearn doing stupid shit that makes your airbrush clog up i mean all you have to do is have one session of painting where you're trying to base coat a whole army and your fucking brush clog up every 10 minutes where you're Swearing and calling your airbrush every fucking name in the book and you want to go out your back door and throw it into the woods where I've been that way several times Um, you do that and then you turn around and you take this MKA course and you paint literally like 8 to 9 hours in a day and then come back the next day and paint another 8 to 9 hours and your fucking brush never clogs a single time
0: yeah that'll do it for real That's that that pays for itself up front in just frustration immediately.
2: Yeah, so I mean if if you're if you're wanting to learn to airbrush, I highly recommend taking one of these classes, whatever one you can get to. If if you can make it to an MKA, make it to MKA. If if CK if you can only make it to CK Studios, make it to CK Studios. If you can only make it to Miles class, make it to Miles class. Like go to one, because these guys are going to put you so far ahead of where you could have been trying to learn on your own, it's not even funny. If that's all you get out of it is proper airbrush maintenance, like it's, that's all like that right there is worth the price of entry. In my opinion, everything else you learn is just a huge fucking bonus. Fuck yeah. Plus all these people are cool. Fucking Pat and Caleb from CK studios are fucking awesome. I met my, I didn't take his class, but we hung out all evening. He's a super fucking cool guy. Um, I, my, I know my wife's listening to this and she's shaking her head cause I've not told her this yet. So she's hearing this for the first time on this podcast. I'm actually looking at, uh, I'll say it quiet. So maybe she won't hear it. I'm looking at, uh, flights to Montreal to maybe take miles class too in January. I'm not sure if that'll <laughs> work. Um, and then I'm, I'm scheduled to take the full CK studios class with my wife. Emily's actually going to in February in Michigan. I've already taken their little like miniature, uh, basic very basic airbrush classes all three of them at nova and i want to take their full class which is like a two-day course just like mka is where you paint dreadnoughts i'm going to take that in february
0: fuck yes dig it dude fucking dig it
2: that's
0: fucking exciting man
2: oh it's so good also matt reached out i know michael knows this but he's reached out and kind of wants to come on the show so hopefully here pretty soon we can get matt on the show um to talk a little bit about what they do and just about hobby and shit in general.
0: That'd be dope. Get him on the show. Old Matthew Kane himself. Maybe he can give some pointers to people on the show. Those secret secret member group pointers.
2: Yeah. Well I'll let him do that. I'm not gonna be the one to do it. So <laughs>
0: Well rock out, Ryan. Sounds like you really sold that class. Like I've I mean you sold the town. You sold the class. It all It was a beautiful segment about your MK studio trip.
2: Yeah, I loved it. It was a great trip. Thanks a lot, uh, you the to the UK. Like I said, I felt super super welcome there. I plan on going back just for some vacation. I told Emily about how awesome it was and how I wanted to go back. I'm gonna stay the fuck off your trains, but I will come back. Um <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get around because I can't drive over there because that's fucking insane, and I can't take trains anywhere over there, so that's fucking insane. I was talking to uh, uh, Sir Coxman, and Mr. he said that his friend he said his friend is like right on the cusp of getting his helicopter license, and he says if that happens, I can come over there and they'll just fly me around everywhere first class style. In a fucking helicopter.
3: That'd be helicopter. the way to, way to do it. I can't think of a better way to do it.
0: <laughs> like, could you imagine landing in fucking what's that fucking sex town called? Cardiff. Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> Cardiff. <laughs> the sex town. Forever known. The, the, fucking the whale sex town, town. UK. <laughs> 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 just fucking land in a helicopter and like a in like a, a really like nice fitted suit and just like straighten your fucking blazer up.
3: Fucking touchdown in Sex Town.
4: <laughs>
0: Michael, oh. to, yeah.
2: to in- include my entire trip, I have the perfect idea for a meme that breaks down my entire trip that's just a single picture with words that you have to make and put on our Facebook.
0: Okay. Continue.
2: I don't want to say it. It's not, it. It will lose its impact for people not seeing it for the first time.
0: Wow. Like, totally just fucking cock-teased just, all of our listeners
2: just Yeah. It. Yep. Well, no, 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 because no, you, you can... As soon like, it'll be out before this episode's probably even out, because I'll tell you right after we record, and you'll probably make it before you fuck with the episode, because you're Michael, and you like side projects more than the fucking thing you're supposed to be doing.
3: Damn. It's halfway done right now. <laughs> 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 it's already done, Ryan. <laughs> in your head.
0: <laughs> I got it. Okay. Well, rock and roll. So that's it for the MKA painting class. Uh, and the Ryan does England. Um, let's be, how about we move on to some voicemails, fellas? Yeah, let's
3: okay. do it. How about how about how about it?
0: <laughs> Alright, let's get to these voicemails. First one coming in.
5: Hey guys, it's Iron Hand Will. Uh, just
3: and this is one of those things where hindsight is twenty twenty. When John Stanford was up there, uh, for, uh, we really missed an opportunity to do a break the glass episode with the Fabricator General himself, right there at Iron's uh, place. But like I said, hindsight is twenty twenty. Maybe we should put it on the schedule for Sift Camp to do uh, some break the glass with uh, John and some other people. Uh, we've got everybody there for an opportunity. Anyway. Take care, guys. Uh, really great photos from Otho Moment. Uh, uh, when I talked to John, he just had a blast.
0: Couldn't say enough about it, so it was great to hear. Talk to you later. Damn, dude. The Fabricator General himself, man. I fucking... Not, I mean, talking to John is always a fucking pleasure. So you're absolutely yep. right, Will. We should have just... I mean, we can always... Well, him. the
2: problem is it's hard when you know you're doing an event like that you're focused on the event and then afterwards everybody's tired. And then he basically didn't, you know, he wanted to, he's been traveling on that business trip all day. And then he left pretty much first thing in the morning. So I don't know that there would have been time anyway. Um, I mean, maybe, but yeah, we could definitely set something up and get him on.
3: Yeah. We could always Skype him. We can get him in. Don't you worry. Yeah. I think it's been a minute too, since we've done a breaking the glass episode. It has. At Oh uh, dude. I,
2: I got so yeah. many guests that we need to have on and fucking stories. Like, we got to get Chris Dunk on. Scott's part of the show now, and I don't think Scott's... I always wanted to get him on for Break the Glass anyway. And now he's for part real. of the show, so...
0: We can talk about whatever, anything... Yeah, dude, we definitely need to make that happen. Get some, get some really wild people on. I definitely want to have, like, most of our Patreon supporters, <laughs> like, <our>, are... <laughs> Like fucking insurance adjusters, or like you know, like people who see some crazy shit. Uh, there's some wildlife we gotta experts.
2: One thousand percent get Dan Porter on a break oh, yeah. glass. Oh yeah. Oh for have sure.
0: To. A- absolutely. No no fucking question. We'll have to get something worked out, boys. Get he said something that worked the, out. Uh,
2: that part of the training for the SAS is to put them on the British subway system. Um, it's their last obstacle that they have to uh, go through to become an SAS member. Was they put them on the British rail system and they have to make it from one end to the other? And he said only three of ten survive. That's what he told me. I was complaining oh. about the British rail.
0: That sounds about right. That sounds fair. <laughs> I don't know if that's true,
3: but I believe it.
0: <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get it. The second voicemail.
5: Uh, Bjorn Lund here, just giving you guys a call, I've got an industrial accident story. Uh, Hopefully I can get this done in a minute, we'll see. But anyway, so I was playing games with my buddy Dustin. And uh, he used to be a paramedic in the military, and he was stationed on a uh, Marine uh, aircraft carrier. And one of the things that he had to deal with was this this event that occurred was a two-prop old, old plane. Uh, just comes buzzing in on kind of a windy day, I guess, and it comes up to the carrier to land and it comes in and then a gust of wind blows and so it just bounces on the deck and the helicopter prop um, or the, the airplane prop on the front hits the deck and so the cone of this propeller shatters and so it sends bits of uh, this propeller just all over the place. So there's two people that are affected by this. One guy, who's just an absolute badass, I guess, um, he gets hit in the arm by a, a piece of this and causes, like, I guess, a gash a, a that needed many stitches to stitch back up. But anyway, he's just running around with his arm bleeding like crazy. He manages to save a so of people and get accommodation and everything. But the second guy uh, gets hit in the face by this, by this bit of the propeller. And uh, he loses a chunk of his jaw because this thing comes in and hits and just, like, hits around the jaw just, like, I like guess just shatters it and spits it all over the place, so. uh But, yeah, so this story is basically about the guy who saved, like, ten people. And uh, I just so happens to have a, a bit of an industrial action in there, too, because the guy lost part of his face. All right. Have a good one.
0: Bye. Shit. That fucking sucks, dude. Like, that's some, like, straight-up Final Destination shit where, like... A plane fucking blows its cone and just fucking throws a prop at your face. Blows your jaw.
3: Yeah, that'll mess your day up.
0: How did that guy save, like, ten people, though? That's that's a real question here.
2: Well, if they were in the helicopter and it had crashed and it was on fire or whatever, maybe it was the, the flight crew.
0: I guess. Yeah, okay. With his arm getting fucked up. Okay, that makes sense. Something. I needed something.
6: Okay. Well,
0: that's that's it. That's the two. That's the two voicemails we have in. Uh, let me go ahead and see what else we got here, because we also have another industrial accident story that we're gonna read off after voicemails. And this comes from Blair. Let me go and pull this bad boy up. So Blair says, "Hi guys." I realize I never followed through on my industrial accident story. I would send a voice recording, but I'd probably fuck it up as I'm not the greatest storyteller. Anyway, I was working on a vineyard, driving a tractor. Oh, this sounds fucking badass already. (laughs) That was towing a spraying unit. The spraying unit was powered by a PTO, which for those that don't know, is an axle that runs from the back of the tractor to power a massive fan that blasts the fungicide and pesticide into the vines is a fine mist. Which is crazy because on this fucking show, this Horace Heresy 30K podcast, we have discussed what a PTO is before. <laughs> like how, yes. fucking, how wild is that? Yeah. Love it. I had just emptied the tank and had returned to the depot to fill up again. The vineyard manager, a complete asshole, noticed that a chain that was attached to the plastic sheet to protect the PTO had come loose. This meant that the protective sheet was also spinning at the same speed as the PTO when the PTO was engaged. The PTO was currently engaged as I was blasting some clean water through the nozzles to keep them clean. The manager had walked behind the tractor and was reaching for the spinning sheath to stop it so he could detach the chain and stop it from flailing around.
3: That's a bad idea.
0: He was wearing a thick woolen jacket That's at the time.
4: the PTO! What are you doing? Anyway, go nah,
0: man. He's going hard. As he reached for the sheath, somehow got cut off, got the cuff of his jacket caught in the universal joint of the PTO closest to the spraying unit. As the PTO was spinning at near full speed, he was pulled off his feet and his arm was wrapped around the shaft, his arm broken in three places. Thankfully, the cuff of the woolen shirt ripped and he managed to pull himself free, escaping further injury. It took multiple surgeries to get his arm back to the state that it wasn't completely useless. As I said, the guy was a prick, so I do believe there was a bit of karmic justice involved. Not as spectacularly gruesome as some of the other industrial Accent stories, but it's the best I've got that involves a human. There are a few of the occasions when I ran over rabbits and possums in a mulching mower, but that ends pretty much how you would imagine. Me scraping and <laughs> hosing bits of pulp small animal out of the machine. yeah for real glad Ryan and Scott enjoy the treats from New Zealand I wasn't sure if they would get there completely unmolested due to the jerky I sent so yes they did enjoy the treats man that's a fucking bonkers ass story that's why you don't fucking grab anything in a fucking moving equipment I feel
3: like he must have ignored a big ass diagram says hey don't stick your arm in this (laughs) it will fucking break the shit out of it
2: is a PTO drive like It's got to be on the the short list, like maybe top three or five of things that are just obviously dangerous. Like even (laughs) if you were a fucking like tribesman from South Central America or South America, like an undiscovered tribesman, if somehow you fucking left your little jungle area and came across a clearing where someone was farming and you walked up on a tractor with a running PTO, like you would instinctively know not to fucking grab
0: it. (laughs) <laughs> it's just the fucking loud whirring of the PT. <laughs> just watching it for front yeah, of you. The like a giant
2: spinning hunk of fucking, like, what? I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't get people. I just feel
3: like he has to have, like, physically reached past the sign that says, don't do what you're currently doing.
0: It just said, arm goo fire do not touch. <laughs> arm jello-fire. Uh. And on the New Zealand treats here, did you try one of those Tim Tams in my fridge? I didn't get a chance to. They're still in there. There's one Tim Tam left. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, dude, we we got some over here in the Texas side. We got some Tim Tams over here because Ryan and Scott talked them up so much. And, goddamn, those are fucking some delicious little snacks, man. I'll go grab it. I'll try it live on air. (laughs) It's It's in the top of the fridge on the right. Yeah.
2: Now we just need to all, like, eat enough pineapple lumps to take on like a little bit of Mark Hunt and his Mallory Knockout Magic and see if we can all become Mark (laughs)
0: Hunts. Not gonna happen and you know that.
2: I don't think that that WADA, when WADA tests their athletes they don't test for pineapple lumps. That's the only reason
0: Mark Hunt (laughs) passes. Those hormone enhancing fucking pineapple lumps. No, it's fucking great. Alright. So now we have a another... That's it for Industrial Accident Stories and that's it for that. We have an email that came in from Smith. Smith says Hey guys, so I have a newer Thousand Sun Force that I'm looking to get my paint on for a tournament in December. I ran a test list against my friend this week and I was a it was a tied game against a Super Mobile Iron Warriors list. Tell them to go back to their bunkers. The discussion came up about the Sekmet Terminators. I ran three squads of five in an 1850 point game and they were doing their normal shenanigans with combi weapons, chain fists and throwing out psychic pie plates. They were exactly kicking the tar out of things, but the fact that they just didn't die with their 2 plus 3 (sighs) plus tied me up the game. What do you think about half of my list being these guys, Guard of the Crimson Kringrod of War? Are they just too over the top for a tournament? I hear complaints online, but I've not really had a ton of luck with them. The first time I used them, they mis a 700-point squad to take up permanent residence inside of a boulder. The next time I used them, they got eaten by the Space Wolf Terminators. Magnus did something wrong. <laughs> Magnus did nothing wrong. Hashtag Magnus did nothing wrong. And the third time I used them, they got hit with a bunch of Sisters of Silence grenade launchers. Spoiler alert, all that was <laughs> left of them was a puddle of ectoplasm. So thoughts on how truly OP they are? Blake Smith, um, regional manor, they're, they're, manager of they're, asset they're protection. Op-
2: They're overpowered. I don't know what to tell him. Like, because you didn't pre-measure and weren't careful where you placed them and they mishapped. is not, like, how does that have anything to do with their power level? That doesn't. um, I don't know how they lost to Space Wolf Terminators. That just shouldn't happen. Um, I don't know if maybe you were just supremely outnumbered or whatever, but you have a better invulnerable save than them. You have a, one more wound than they have, and you have two levels of psychic powers that they don't have. The only thing that they have, and that you have force weapons, and they have power weapons. They have frost weapons, which are just power weapons with plus one strength. So the only thing that they have over you is weapon skill five, and that's it. And you have that entire list of things that I just named, plus your less points than they are. Um. As far as dying to Sisters of Silence with Psychic Grenades, that, that's what they do. Like, that's the only hard counter to Thousand sums, and that's, like, designed to happen. Because all they have to do is hit you. They don't have to do wounds or whatever. They just have to roll the hit. And you essentially get removed at that point. That being said, I have never seen Sisters of Silence in the wild. I don't know about you guys. Nope. I've, I know that Yens has an army. Um, I've seen a few pictures of a couple things. I know David Sampson just painted the squad up. Um, at Adepticon last year, I didn't see a single squad of them. Um, at my event, I didn't see a single squad. At the Michigan event, the Amara Codex event, I didn't see a single squad. I don't think I've seen any in any of the armies sent in for closer patches.
0: Nope.
2: So, I mean, I can't can't really say like it's not like everybody's running them to counter thousand Sons or whatever so i mean you're giving kind of anecdotal like weird straw man argument that they're not overpowered i mean they, they just are i don't have to tell you um i i mean I mean, do what you want. I mean, you're going to get like, taking three squads of those guys at how many points you say? 1750?
0: Uh, I at 1850.
2: 1850. Yeah. Taking three squads at 1850, I mean, there are going to be people complaining about that. They just are. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I don't... I mean, I would rather see three squads at 1850 than, like, a bigger squad because the thing with those guys... I think they're 255 for the first five, but then they're only 35 points on the back end. So taking a bigger squad of them, the bigger the squad you take, the cheesier they become because the less points per model that you're paying overall. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that, you know, for whatever that is, roughly 750 points. You're getting six, six mastery levels of psychic powers, Fifteen force weapons, um, and thirty wounds worth of two up three plus terminators. I mean, I don't like. I don't. I don't know what else to say. Like, yeah, they're op.
0: <laughs> so his question was: Are they too op for tournaments?
2: I don't think they're too op. Like, I'm not just gonna say never take them, but. I don't think the majority of your army should be them if you don't want the, the label. I mean, I feel like the 30K community is very good at regulating. I don't think that anything should be out-and-out out banned except maybe invisibility. Um, but, I mean, honestly, even invisibility, like, everybody I know that rolls it up just says, I rolled invisibility, let me roll again. And their, their opponent's like, okay, type of thing. Um,
4: so,
0: so his, so his, his question was about tournaments. I wonder if he's like not discussing like narrative. Like well, the only tournament too, that I'm too, aware oh. of is, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're just going
2: to a dick kicker tournament that doesn't like, if it doesn't say friendly tournament in the description, like Adepticon, like if you're basically LVO, if you're going to LVO or you're going to Warhammer World, which are the only two places that I'm aware of that just have dick kicker tournaments then yeah fire away take as many as you want if you're going to any place else, like even the adepticon tournament it says friendly like not a lot of people i mean some people. i wouldn't say not a lot some people ignore that and take dick lists which i highly discourage i mean even though it is a tournament at adepticon on the competitive side they don't really want it to be that way they would prefer it to you know everybody like when they say tournament On the competitive at Adepticon, they don't mean bring a fucking cheesy list. They just mean that it's going to be a Swiss pairing style event. It's still that – I think it's still loyalist versus traitor. It's just Swiss pairing style and you play three games. That's what they mean by tournament. They don't mean, you know, bring fucking – everybody bring custodes or whatever. That's not really what they want. Right.
0: So, so yes, so yes Blake, it is OP. And yes, they are OP. Question answered. answer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Except for, against Sisters of Silence with Grenade Launchers, but that's like the one unit.
2: Right, I mean, that's their hard counter, but it's super rare. So, I mean, I guess if you want to essentially, like if we lived in the 40K, like if we, if we were all playing 40K instead of 30K and going to a what would happen would be everybody would be playing Custodes or Thousand Suns, and the Custodes players would just always make sure to include one or two squads of the Grenade Launcher sisters to counter the Thousand Suns, which would make them unplayable, so then those people who own Thousand Suns would find that out after one event and then also switch to Custodes themselves, and everyone would just be playing Custodes. So
4: mm-hmm. if we want to
2: follow this train of thought and go down that path path, that's where we would end up. Everything's a custode army. Because that's what 40k is. Go, go to a 40k event and everything's Imperial Guard. So if we want to do that, by all means, just keep escalating it. Just keep doing it.
4: <laughs> but,
2: but let's not. Let's not do that.
0: Rock and roll. So I'd answer that question. Yeah. So next email... Alright, so next email we got comes from Alec. He says, Hey Ryan, just wanted to drop under 2500 point list of salamanders. I just finished painting. Figured I'd put them up for that patch. Hopefully it qualifies. I'm hoping I'm working on acquiring the models for a 3500 points list you wrote for me. Cheers, Alec. And then he sent his address. P.S. Apologies for the text format of the list. Made it in Battlescribe. Uh, so do you want me to read off the list or. I know you have um, concerns. we
2: don't we don't have to read off the whole thing. Um, will just so I just wanted to inform him just for educational purposes because he needs to know. Um, so so he, the list he wrote in is illegal on two points. For one, it's a twenty five hundred point list, and if you look down at the bottom, he as a Lord of War, he took a glaive and gave it armored ceramite, which makes it six hundred and fifty points. So your Lord of War can only be 25 percent of your army so by giving it that armored ceramite it just barely puts it over uh the 25 percent so you can put a glaive in your army at 2500 but you can't put armored ceramite on it um the other thing he took the uh, covenant of fire right War, which allows you to take pyro class as non-compulsory troops And if you look at his list there, um, unless I'm seeing something wrong, he only has a single tactical squad, which is a compulsory troop. And then he jumped right into pyro class, and he's got two squads of five pyro class, which would make his list illegal because he needs another uh, compulsory. They can be taken as troops, but they don't fill out the compulsory slot. So he needs one more compulsory troop. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. Okay, so... That being said, you still you can still qualify for the patch, because if you notice, his tactical squad is a 20-man. So yep. all he would really have to do is split that into two tactical squads instead of a single 20-man, run him as two 10-mans, which would fill out your compulsory, and then your power class squads and all that would be fine. And then all he'd have to do is drop the armored ceramite off the glaive to make that legal, so then his list is legal and still qualifies for the patch. Because you could just make up the extra points with just extraneous war gear that doesn't really need to be modeled, like you know, melt the bombs on every guy, extra you know, artificer armor on the the sergeant, the new sergeant that he's creating with the other tactical squad and all that. Plus, you're going to gain some points anyway by splitting the tactical squads into two units instead of taking one 20-man because they're they're cheaper on the back end, so it's cheaper to take a single 20-man than it is to take two 10-men. So that'll bump his points back up too. So still a twenty five hundred point army.
0: Yes, it will.
2: But I wanted to go over that for him, so that if he ever goes to an event or whatever, he knows that he has to make those changes to make that list legal. Um. Also, his stuff is looks very nice. Do you have the pictures there, Michael, to look at?
0: Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. You definitely forgot a note that says radio first mount on it. So it's not your fault, but definitely should read the rules. And that's <laughs> <laughs> so I feel bad.
2: We read his email and then just lectured him for fucking 10 minutes on how he's fucking up. Yeah, man, just,
3: just read the rules on Lords of War, read the rules on your right of war and no, read the rules like, on your picks.
2: There's so many fucking rules. Like he's, he, you know, like I just, I like going over stuff like this because, you know, we get a lot of beginners listening to this podcast. So, you're only going to learn through mistakes. I mean, we've all fucked up. I mean, I've, I've wrote a legal list for this show, you know, and I'm, you know, obviously I'm a veteran. So it's easy to make those little mistakes, and you're only going to learn if somebody, you know, points them out. So it's just, I was just doing it not only for his benefit, but other people listening to the show, they hear that. And then whenever they write a list, they, like, it'll click in their head when they ser- see certain keywords, like, non-compulsory uh, choices like, cause that pyro class thing, it's, it's easy to miss. Like you just see, Oh, pyro yeah. class can be taken as troops. So it's easy to, to gloss over the non compulsory part. So I just wanted to point it out so that it, uh, you know, just for educational purposes for him and everybody else. It's just, it's good for new people. It, so yeah. it was, it's a constructive thing. I'm not trying to, you know, be mean or whatever.
3: Yeah. Better to hear it here than on the morning of a tournament or uh, narrative event.
2: Yeah. Or, you know, you play a tournament uh, with something and, or even, even just a pickup game with a friend. And then afterwards you find out, oh, this was illegal. This wasn't right. And then you feel, you know, you feel bad. You feel like you don't feel as bad if you lose that game. But then if you win that game, you're like, fuck. And you go tell your friend, I won this game, but I had 50 extra points on my list because I forgot about this or whatever. So sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So yes, Alec, this is a beautifully painted salamander army that you painted. We don't. We assume you painted it and just didn't Google twenty five hundred points salamander army. But you know, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure the necessary corrections will be made.
2: <laughs> it definitely now, Michael, Michael's just being mean. I did it for educational. Michael's just
0: big. I- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it definitely qualifies you for this army. Definitely qualifies for a. Silver, silver closer patch. So, yep, it's a rock and roll. So, let us see here. Okay, so next thing on the list is a Sons of Horus list. So, you go ahead and see here. This says Ryan and crew. I'm the guy that played Ryan with my Mechanicum at the Amina Codex event this summer near Detroit. I have wanted to do an additional marine army for a while. I already have the Death Guard force on the shelf. So the idea was to build a force that is a Battle Brothers of the Mechanicum and one of the other Istvan III armies. So I've decided to go Sons of Horus. I'm looking for some good ways to build a 3000 point force that, that also has some interesting Centurion and Zomertalus applications. I've been building up a war chest for a while for this force. What I have on the shelf. 25 a 100 plus Mark four infantry, six different character models that I can I can basically build about any character I want. Ten Gestarin, two apothecaries, twenty jump X. three dreads, three rhinos, one Damocles, one fire raptor, one Dreadclaw, one Spartan, one Land Raider Achilles, Vindicator Lares of Destroyer, Falcon. three jet bikes, two quad mortars, one Sakarin, one once Sicar- one Karen Arqua, one Horus, and one Garvel... And Abaddon set. I want the army to be themy, so jetpack reavers are something I would really like to do. Other than that, I'm pretty open. I would gladly buy additional stuff and additional dreadclaw if I need or whatever. I'm not looking for a whack faggot force, as that is my meta hip here in Michigan. Just something people would like to play against and have fun to run. I have been focusing on the mech so long that I have forgotten how marines really work in combos and such. So would appreciate some advice and some help. Here's a link to the scheme I'm using fashion paint scheme. This is also a small test force I did years ago in shelves, so this is the start of a new force. Thanks for your time. See you at Oath Moment. and if you have questions for me, bam. There's this email. So what'd you
4: do,
2: Ryan? Yep. Okay, so it, his requirements were basically he wanted jump pack reavers, and then if you read next to where he listed the Damocles, it says that uh, it's got a motorized um, satellite dish that spins on the tank, so it had to be included in the force, because he just wanted to run it which I don't blame him. That sounds pretty fucking cool. So, um, I wrote him a list and I wanted to, you know, include those elements, uh, for sure. And, uh, Chris is a really good dude. I met him in Michigan and then he came down for oath at the moment. We've hung out a lot. I, I noticed that he likes to, uh, he's more of a, like he started out as just a painter. Like he just painted and modeled. Um, and then when he got out of the Marines, he looked, you know, he ended up in Michigan and then started playing. So he's a modeler and painter first and then player second, at least for right now. So I wanted to keep that spirit alive in this list and give him a huge variety of different things to paint so that it would look really good on a display board because I feel like that would be something he would be more into than just like raw killing power. So with the units that he wanted to use in mind, plus with that you know little caveat that I threw in at the end there, this is what I came up with. So it's a Sons of Horus list using uh, uh, the Long March Rite of War. Which, if you remember that, that's the one that if uh, any units that are in your deployment zone gain Relentless, um, I believe if they're in No Man's Land, they get Fleet, maybe? And then if they're in the enemy's deployment zone, they get Crusader or something like that. I don't have the book in front of me, but I think that that's correct. So anyway, for his HQ, I took Malagurst the Twisted, um, and he has uh, the uh, uh, Master of the Legion, so he's allowed to take a right of war, so he's the one that's taking Long March. Um, the reason I took Malagurst is because Malagurst makes Reavers troops. He also makes veterans troops, but he makes Reavers troops, which is the important thing. Um we haven't got there yet, but when you see the points cost on this Reaver squad, knowing that it's normally not scoring and not a troops choice, um, it's a real hindrance on those guys. Like if you if you're really into Reavers and want to run a Reaver heavy army, Malagurst is almost a must take because you're moving those guys in your troop slot and making them scoring, and it's just far too important to do that when you're dumping that many points into a unit, if you have the possibility. Um, so for a second HQ choice, I took his Damocles Command Rhino with no upgrades, just so he can use that model. Um, plus it'll be it's it's uh, it's a good model anyway. It's got the all the really cool um, reserve manipulation rules and the orbital bombardment. It's it's really good for its points anyway. Uh, so for troops, the first troop choice is a fifteen. 15- man reaver unit um, they all have jump packs the chieftain has artificer armor power fist 11 of the guys have chain axes uh, 3 of the guys have power weapons, you can make those whatever you want and 3 of the guys have melt guns um, and this comes in at the extremely uh, low points cost of 446 points <laughs> <Good> <laughs> so God, you, man. Can, you, you can see why if you're going to invest that many points in that unit you would want to make that um, a scoring unit, if you can. So that's what I did. Um, plus, it's going to be really mobile, and it's it's like it's already going to be pushing forward. So a lot, like a lot of the missions require you to get scoring units in your dependencies deployment zone, or scoring units in certain sections of the board. So anything that you have fast like that, it's really good to have scoring anyway. So for the second troop's choice, I t- took uh, six Space Marine veterans. Remember, these guys can be troops because of Malagurst. So it's six veterans, uh all six of them, including the sergeant, have combi meltas, and the sergeant has artificer armor. Um then for the second troops choice, I took another ten veterans. Um let's see the sergeant has artificer armor power weapon. Um the entire squad has melt bombs. Um two of the veterans have combi meltas, and two of the veterans, the other guys have power weapons. Um Um, then for the fourth and final troop choice, I have a six-man tactical support squad. Um, all six guys have Volkite Calibers. Those are the long ones that are heavy, too. Um, and the Sergeant has Artificer Armor. Uh, for Elite, I have eight Just-Aaron Terminators. Uh, four of them have Lightning Claws, three of them have Chain Fist, and one guy has a Power Fist. For the second elite choice, I have an Apothecary Detachment with a single Apothecary in it with Power Sword and Jump Pack. So this guy's going to go with the Reaver, so it's going to bump that squad up to 16 and give them all Feel No Pain and all that, which is going to be really good for that Reaver squad. For the first fast attack choice, the only fast attack choice, I took an anvilus Pattern Dreadclaw. So the 10 um, veterans that have... uh, the two combi meltas and the two power weapons and the, the power weapon on the sergeant, they're gonna go in that Andalus claw. Um and then for heavy support I have a Land Raider Achilles with a dozer blade, which has a transport capacity of six. So um you can put either the uh combi of vets in that or the tactical support marines in that. Um I designed it to put the veterans in it. Um Then for the last choice, I have a uh, heavy support. For the last heavy support slot, I took a Spartan with Armored Ceramite and Dozer Blade and that's where the Justeran and Malagurs go. And then whatever six-man squad that you don't put um, in the Achilles, their quote-unquote ride in the fluff would be the Damocles Rhino. So it's really designed to be that uh, uh, caliber squad, so really in practice you should have that rhino sitting in the backfield, the caliber squad sitting it back there with it and they are going to gain relentless so they're heavy two weapon, they can still move and fire it because they're going to have relentless. Um your reavers, your vets, you're just staring and all that are going to be like your push forward type unit and if um and if you look at all this like everything has a transport. Um I have the anvilus in there which is like iconic for sons of Horus. Um I have Malagurst in there, which is one of their big characters. I have Reavers in here, like you wanted. I have the Damocles in here, like you wanted. It all fits with the theme. Um, there's nothing like weird, like just random quad mortars or whatever the fuck in the army, or or like not every like I'm, it's not a force where everything is in a transport except for one unit. Uh, the Reavers aren't, but obviously they're jump packed, so you would figure they could be able to keep up with vehicles or whatever.
5: Yeah. Um.
2: This list wound wound up being 2493. If he wanted to increase it to 3,000, he could throw Horus in, which is a 500-point model, um, and there's still room for him in the Spartan with Malagurst. or he could throw his already painted Falchion um, in the list. If he put the Falchion in and gave it the war gear that he'd want to give it, it would be a little more than 500 points. So what you would do is just make the Justeran squad slightly smaller to fit it in, basically very
0: cool man sounds very fluffy uh i mean you hit all the points <laughs> you, you even shoehorned a damocles in there yeah and it, it will help get get things in would you deep strike the reavers like or i just don't see that happening you could
2: you could or you start him on the table i mean you will have enough threats pushing for because if you look at it you're going to have the Achilles pushing forward with the Machine Killer vets in it, the Spartan pushing forward with the big um, Just Daren squad in it, and Malagurst is with them. and Malagurst makes everybody within 12 inches of him fearless, so the Just darren will be fearless, and then, you know, if any of the other units pushing forward get out next to him, they'll also be fearless. He's going to have that uh, close combat veteran squad dropping in the backfield, You'll either want to give those guys Sniper, so when they, on the turn they arrive, they can get out and take out quad mortars and shit, if your opponent has a bunch of quad mortars. Or, the other thing you could give those guys is Weapon Master, because they could come down, hide in the Dreadclaw for a turn, and then run out the second turn and fight something in close combat and be that Weapon Skill 5 unit. Which is really good with Sons of Horus, because those veterans are four attacks on the charge, and then they get to fight again. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's really good. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like it's really, really themey, and he's going to have, a, you know, a lot of threats pushing forward. It's got a lot of scoring. The tactical support, the two veteran squads, the Reavers and the Just Aaron are all scoring. So the, pretty much the only things that aren't scoring are the vehicles. Um, it also gives him a lot of infantry because he says he's been running, like, mech stuff a lot, so this has a lot of infantry in it. But it still has, you know, it's got a Dread Claw, an Achilles, Spartan, um, in it, so I mean, and a Damocles, so it's like a, a decent variety of vehicles, but it's not like, obviously all tanks, and if you look at this list, it's a Highlander army, other than there's two vet squads, but one is a six-man, one's a ten, and they're armed completely different for different roles, so I mean, it's pretty cool. It's going to give him a really wide variety of things to to paint up and it's going to look really good on a display board
0: (laughs) i think i think it'll look great on a display board especially if you like model some of that stuff jumping down some of that stuff landing in i think it'd be perfect i think it'll look great yeah
2: and i still think it's a solid list i mean it's not it's not a total like just like where you read it and you're like oh my god this is like really good you know what i mean but it's a Got solid units, and I don't think it's going to have any problems, you know, winning games as long as he learns how to play it.
0: No, yeah, it'll be great. Solid list, man. Another good one from Ryan.
2: So that's that
0: So that's it, man. That's that's it. We're done. Next up is uh, a musical break, and then the interview with the boys from the Golden Throne.
2: Yep, we got more list in guys, but I just didn't do them. Uh, I was kind of busy this week, just a little bit, with yeah. car accidents and going to the UK and trying to catch trains and taking fucking classes and all that. <laughs> so um, I got a little bit of a backlog, um, but I'll I'll try to get those knocked out um, while, while I'm at the Michigan GT or maybe when I get back from that or whatever for the next episode. But I'll do the best I can with it. Fair enough. I'm sure they all understand.
0: And next week, guys, we will be doing the Emperor's Children episode. So look forward to that. That's going to be a good time. I'm definitely looking forward to it. So we'll go ahead and pop some music on for you guys and uh, get ready for an awesome
3: interview. Sounds good. Later. Y'all have a good night.
5: that things are true or false some things are possibly true some are necessarily true some used to be true some will be true some are true on this planet but not necessarily others so there's no good and bad because the truth is relative even if the truth is what you would call relative good and bad are not relative your mistake is that you're assuming that because something is true that it's good professor's got you there
6: (laughs) (laughs) I think the truth is good because it's always real On any planet.
5: Only awareness can make reality. And only what's real can become a dream. And only from a dream can you wake to the light. Okie dokie.
0: freest van listeners and welcome back so i have two very special guests here with me tonight uh i have a couple podcasters uh one's name is aj go and say what's going on aj
1: what's going on
7: guys
0: and i have one named Teo. it looks like Tao, but it's not Tao. it's Tao.
7: uh yeah i'm Teo. Uh, my mother is a strange hippie woman
0: it's a beautiful <laughs> name. It's a beautiful name. It's spelled beautiful. It's just everybody needs to learn that <laughs> the,
7: the the true name of Tao. <laughs> the
0: true name of Tao. That's so true. these podcasters have their own little horse heresy podcast. Actually a giant horse heresy podcast. And uh, <laughs> there's like <Huge>. so <laughs> it's huge. Huge, yes, huge. Uh straight out of uh Vancouver, right? Vancouver?
7: Vancouver, uh, Vancouver Island?
0: Island. Vancouver Island. Yeah. Okay. My bad. So that's, yeah. Okay. We're called... like Vancouver's
7: <laughs> little stoner cousin.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. And it's called the boys of the golden throne. That's correct. Boy. Yeah. Or we have a bot, toilet as a logo. Bot GT. I don't know. Bot uh, GT. <laughs> so you're probably wondering, he's like, man, it's like, cool, man, we got to the podcast, but we have some, some breaking news coming from these guys. These guys are going to be running the narrative track over at the LVO
1: this year.
7: Yeah, we're haphazardly.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shh! You're not supposed to tell people that. Uh, yes, we're uh, we're <laughs> teaming up with uh, our buddy David at uh, out of uh, the Northwest uh, 30K group, and uh, you know we saw that there wasn't uh, a narrative going on this year, and you know. I, that's the kind of games that we like and we definitely knew we you know we had flights book going down to vegas for sure so we're like all right let's see if we can make this happen so uh emailed reese and boom put us in touch with each other and uh you
7: know, yeah, we, we got it to- so quick <laughs> lo- like so goddamn quick
0: i love how like simple that was it was like it's like man dude i'm i'm looking forward to going to lvo you know what would have been cool if there was a narrative track of the LVO, Hey Reese, can there be a narrative track of the LVO? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. If you run it, yeah, I totally can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh,
1: <laughs> right, Go ahead. <laughs> so, no, like, so like, this is
0: like super fucking exciting news, dude. Like it's like, it's, it, it's definitely like making waves right now in the heresy community. Like, I'm just glad, like the news is like breaking, like it's it straight up. As it was like, honestly, like I if, I if I had to like compare it to something, it's like when you like take that little drop of blood and you put it in with the piranhas and they're all and they're, like go all fucking crazy. <laughs> like it's like that's that's how like the news was like releasing it to like the Patreon dudes. It's like it's like our our Patreon guys is like it's like hey guys, LVO narrative track thoughts. It's, like oh, oh my god. god. My water. <laughs> Because... We totally have
7: to get coasters made for the event. Coasters. coasters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: Like what, what, yeah. what?
1: That's the narrative. All the narrative will be written on the back of a coaster. And, uh, <laughs> the story. But you have to buy a beer to be yeah, able to get. Yeah,
7: that's it. a mandatory. A beer goes with every coaster.
0: It's like, what fucking size font is this in the back of my coaster? Like, everybody's got their like magnifying glass. Like, what the fuck?
1: We only are bringing one magnifying glass. <laughs> the rest is up to y'all.
0: Y'all need to share. We can't hold your hand the whole event, guys. <laughs> like,
7: exactly. Come on. Bring those
0: magnifying glasses.
7: <laughs> it's like, Pepper's pulling all their gear from the bag, and I guess I had to bring a magnifying glass? <laughs> it's, it was on the primer. It was, it was on the primer.
0: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So, I know, yeah. like, I, I know it's still fresh. Like, it's still fresh to y'all. The news, like, how, how long have y'all known? Like, days maybe at this point? Oh, uh, we've, uh,
1: like, we've been, it's been brewing in the last, like, couple weeks. Um, And we, yeah, like, the last week we kind of got the Facebook thing out there, but we haven't really started to plenty. plug it and working out, Uh, you know, getting everything up on the website and getting all that launched, so took a little while, but we've known for like a couple of weeks that it was coming. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Fair it's well. awesome. Awesome to, you know, have a platform oh, with all your vast
7: listeners. To, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All 18.
0: All 18 listeners. Uh, all eight,
7: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's all the other podcasts. That's, that's yeah, all. We like, was, yeah. yeah. We yeah. just,
0: we cater towards other podcasters. That's how we do it. It just, that's the yeah. only way to do it. <laughs> like,
7: you're, you're doing a great
1: job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so I, so like, I, I know it's like it's still fresh, like it's still fresh as far as like the way you're gonna handle things, the way you're gonna do stuff. Uh, so I guess like like break it down for me. Like first off, what day? What day is this going down? Like I like this is this is how unconcerned I was till the, about the LVO until just fucking today. Like that's like <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, the LVO is going. That's fine. It's like a, a, a narrative track. <laughs> like, like an archery contest. <laughs> like,
1: so it is uh saturday january 26 uh 2018 uh and as well as sunday um it is going to be a five round event three rounds on the first day um two rounds on the second day including uh the final battle is going to be a team game which is going to be cool so you know as you're there at the lvo dude's looking for dudes you find some other cool dude and uh (laughs) You link up for uh, you know Doc for Sunday and yeah,
0: yeah real quick
1: rock the heresy together yeah um so, and it's gonna be two thousand five hundred points and yeah there's gonna be you'll see uh,
7: no warhounds oh, oh
1: uh, okay. I, okay that's fair that's not necessarily true we're putting <laughs> like, we're we're putting like no limitations down that's true <laughs> no so, limitations down. okay. Okay.
0: No limits. You know, so you should we're... just
7: book your ticket to Vegas, there, bud, and uh, bring your hilarious <laughs> dreadnought list.
0: Oh yeah. So like, I'm like seriously, like seriously, like it, it changed up the whole fucking game for me on how next year's going <laughs> down because my birthday's in January. So it's like one of those things, like, what can I do for myself? And like, it's one of those easy, easy kind of like trade offs. It's like, what's my fucking birthday? Uh, I gotta go to. I gotta go. i Vegas
7: and get drunk with <laughs> us. That's an yeah, obvious absolutely. answer.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sorry? we'll we'll get you a birthday present. <laughs> <laughs>
0: birthday hooker. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, you know, would,
1: but it is Vegas, so you know, let your imagination run wild.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so the 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 question on on my mind is, multi bombing or no multi bombing? <laughs>
1: oh, okay, well, very important that we establish this. We are running the Varangian Heresy FAQ, so. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but the answer is yes.
7: Ballsy bomb <laughs> all the way.
0: Good, because I'm to shut down this fucking podcast right yeah, now. just end, end call. <laughs> oh, no no, no uh, uh y'all, y'all shut down Maltibomb? Okay. <laughs> just oh, you go. guys are cool. <laughs> <laughs> just dial tone. Did that just happen? <laughs> so y'all are running the Varengan Heresy FAQ? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that's fair Little
1: enough. People- don't know about that. Uh, basically, the said so the Bringing and Heresy put it together. It's a specific FAQ that goes through um, not only the Forge World um, Forge World issues or whatever you want to, you know, clarifications of certain things, and also with the main rulebook specifically geared towards 30K and not to 40K. So, uh, so far, it's the best FAQ I've found to run, and it's what we're running at all of our events up here and i think it's in the in the spirit of um the at least the events that we want to (laughs) run
7: yeah they well we've had success with it so there's no reason not to yeah
0: super fucking sweet dude so i know we talked about (laughs) it but uh how many people are you looking to have like what's what you trying to break records over there we try and
1: do uh we're we've talked about 60 spots with uh with reese so uh you know we'll see see what the ticket sales are like and we'll kind of go from there but, let's uh, get
7: nice and full yeah nice and full like, I, 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 I get it you like buffet life. full <laughs>
0: <Just laughs> uncomfortable traders
7: does this to get uncomfortably full
0: <laughs> i want everybody to be nut to butt like i want i want you to smell <laughs> <laughs> nut to butt are you
7: hard for heresy do you want to get nut to butt <laughs> yeah.
1: Tao was so disappointed when we were talking about our next event and how much space we were gonna have, and that you weren't gonna be like butt to butt with players. It's like <laughs> his favorite part of events.
7: Yeah.
0: That's how you, that's how you get to know people. That's how y'all got to know each other. You that, know.
7: Yeah, you exchange <laughs> parts, right? You, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, this is why we can't take you anywhere, Tao. <laughs> He'll
4: start
7: singing. Body and
0: shit. humor. There it is. There it goes. Like I said.
7: So, we're a musical, we're a musical podcast.
0: Oh, I know, I, I, I'm very aware. <laughs> so let me just break this down. So we got 60 players coming to this event. It's gonna happen. Like that's, I mean, hands down. If anybody, everybody listening right now, the goal is to sell this fucking event out. That way, they can understand the support for the narrative for these events. Like, if you're if you're gonna play in the championship, just go ahead and swap over. That's okay. You're not hurting anybody's feelings. You know where it's the way yeah, to go. Yeah, of course not.
1: <laughs> you know that's the main reason why I I did it because I know that people some people want to have that competitive, um, you know, event. We have people in our gaming group that you know more geared towards that, and but we know there is Definitely, there is an appetite yeah. for people to have something that's a little bit more friendly, more geared towards story, and you know, it's not like we think one one is better than the other you know they're all great we just want to give everyone the option
7: regardless what it is it is the 30k master race
0: oh oh, of course of course 30k narrative (laughs) master race you're absolutely right that's right (laughs) you're absolutely right (laughs) so you could not go get your ass handed to you by some custodes you can like actually like go play a a good game like a fun game go meet some cool people Maybe leave your Mechanicum army there after you got too drunk. Like, just you know, <laughs> <laughs> and and nobody nobody's gonna well, question it.
1: No, you know, you might still get your ass handed to you by a custodes player. not rule, not necessarily out. But, but uh, <laughs> you, you won't know. feel. You but won't he'll feel be friend. friendly about it. <laughs> he might be friendlier. Yeah, yeah he'll be friendlier.
0: <laughs> the dude running Magnus might I'm... like buy you a beer or something. You know, <laughs> like
1: yeah, exactly. Like Is your butt hurt? I'm gonna go buy you a beer, buddy. It's all right.
0: Oh. <laughs> I feel like shit, buddy. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take care of you. Like I, I ruined your evening. I feel like I'm gonna try and make it a little better for you. <laughs> so let me see if I got everything straight so far. So we got sixty players, twenty five hundred point. Are y'all gonna be doing uh, Zemortalis at all?
1: Um, no, I don't think <laughs> we haven't really talked about that. It's just gonna be regular, regular games. Um, you know, as much as I would like to do the ZM. Getting, getting it all down there and everything is a whole, whole other story. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we are gonna be doing some character slash unit progression. Uh, oh. We're also gonna have some secret oh, yeah. missions going on. So not only do you have your regular mission missions, I guess, around missions, you're also gonna sure. have like a a chart of maybe seven or so tasks to do over the entire course of the weekend and that will give you some additional like campaign campaign points or turn event points we won't use tournament
6: mm. tournament points
0: hell yes dude <laughs> i am so down for some character progression like you get to yeah, na- testing na- it name out in like
7: two in. weeks for ours yeah it's yeah gonna we're be gonna dope. be testing it out at the next uh
1: event it's being used uh, a couple time in a couple times in some of the north uh west 30k events so uh you know, just adds an extra just cool little, you know, twist a little to things, you know? <laughs> Fuck yeah! What you know? a twist! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. You know, you could you could get some crazy things in there, but uh, you're rolling on 2d6, so, you know, it's, uh, it's all fluke. And see what you roll. You basically, at the end of each ra- round, you're going to choose either a squad or an independent character. And... You gotta make that choice first, then roll your dice, consult a chart, and oh well you know, maybe I just gain fearless or or you might roll rage or preferred enemy or maybe plus one attack or initiative. So there's tons of Is it one things. of
7: them that's like plus one wound?
1: There is a plus one wound on the squads. Oh Jesus could be, <laughs> could be terrifying, but you know, you gotta you got to roll double ones on the two d six, and you got to oh, make yeah. that choice. So, you know, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, my entire fucking militia squad just got two wounds a pop, son. <laughs> two- <laughs> Fifty yeah. man fearless, yeah. or, or an extra attack each. Yeah.
7: Good god, yeah, that'd be, that'd be yeah. ridiculous. So-
1: there's going to be some craziness going on, and uh, you know, with the special missions, and you know, the the mission, all the missions are going to be custom. No red book missions, none of that. Uh, they're all missions that uh, David has come up with, and they are like. When I first read them, I thought that you know I've I've been trying to do as na- as good of a job running narrative events as possible, and as soon as I looked at these things, I was just blown away. Like, like son just, of a bitch, you know.
0: Very cool. Like, I am shit victim. at this. <laughs>
1: yeah, just, God damn it, I suck. But so, no, he's uh, he's really killed it. So there's going to be some cool stuff going on.
0: So Mysterious David out there, God bless you. You're your godsend. It sounds like you're, you're a man above you. Like, we're living in 2017. He's in 2070 is what it sounds like already. Pretty much, yeah.
7: yeah. He's in the 2070. 2070- 30k narrative scene already
0: <laughs> yeah he's, he's bringing it's stuff back game is that's badass dude. what about terrain what else terrain you're looking like
1: uh so the terrain is gonna be uh just be supplied by the lvo uh team there so we're we're gonna be uh using their stuff and
7: uh that is a big try. relief though
1: yeah oh, we're gonna right. try to make it as as uh themed as as possible like each table kind of theme that's what we've been trying to do with our event so we'll see what we we get when we get down there to set up and kind of go from there
0: i but love it dude been i fucking love been it to
1: the lvo before you know they've got good good quality terrain they've got lots of it they're all about providing good uh line of sight blocking terrain and you know i haven't seen any tables there that are are lacking so i'm uh, i'm not too
7: worried about it
0: heck yeah dude. This, this will be
7: my first year there
0: I've never been so. to LVO either. I've heard good things so you, about You LBO. have to come.
7: Yeah, I mean we'll get I, matching uh, T shirts.
4: It's
0: oh it's Vegas, right? You know? <laughs> I don't know, you have matching t shirts.
7: Uh we will get it we'll have matching t shirts, yeah.
0: For but by the way, <laughs> for all of y'all listening right now, me and Teo we could be
7: family. Like this <laughs> We I definitely look like we could be family members.
0: Wait, I feel like we were we were both raised the exact same. Like we <laughs> I Pretty sure you might have gotten spanked like with a with a hanger at some point.
7: (laughs) Oh, my mother's a tiny British woman, so her technique was wait till we're asleep, drop a weight on us. What? (laughs) Yeah, that was her disciplinary technique.
0: (laughs) You you going to get comfortable? I don't know why I gave her Mexican accent. You watch it. (laughs) I dropped this weight on you so bad. <laughs> you
1: just watch way too many, like, Looney Tunes cartoons.
0: <laughs> it's like the classic weight, the big, like,
1: black. And yeah, the classic acne weight. And yeah. you're a bad child. <laughs> <laughs>
7: the bad child weight? <laughs> I told you to do your homework.
0: Why you wait till I was asleep to drop a weight
1: on me? <laughs> we have a reasonable conversation about this. <laughs> <laughs>
7: So but yes, I was definitely beat as a child. <laughs> okay,
0: good. 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 I felt like I felt I, the like it's like looking in a mirror, <laughs> god damn it. So just got
1: dark.
0: <laughs> What? So we're going to come to the event. It's going to be 2500 points. Y'all are going to split the traders and the uh the loyalist as per usual. Uh y'all are going to have custom missions written up. You're gonna have some dope ass terrain. Uh, what about painted? Which else? Which else? Painted oh, requirements.
1: Painted is for closers. Painting uh, is for
7: closers.
0: God bless it. What about uh, like display boards, anything like that? You're gonna have any special uh, painting awards or anything like that that people need to know about when you start getting their display boards ready sure. now or what?
1: I, we are planning on doing uh, painting. I haven't, haven't really, you know, if obviously if you want to bring a, a display board by all means you know is it is it necessarily required i don't think so uh more more news on that in the future
0: okay stay tuned boys stay tuned to the uh <laughs> <laughs> the boys of the golden throne facebook page i'm pretty bot sure they'll post GTs. up some bot gt bot gt i'm pretty sure they'll <laughs> post up some things on that so but yeah so i mean it sounds like it's gonna be a good time man i'm super excited. Uh, Definitely uh definitely gonna be keeping an eye out for some updates on this. Like I'm really, really, uh really really excited for you guys. Like and, and your your podcast is great. Like you just you just y'all are both so nice and
4: <laughs> I'm just I'm having such
0: a good time right now. I'm looking for things to try and keep talking about so we can just keep hanging out longer. Well here. <laughs> if, if
7: what what would it take? What would we have to put in the event to convince you to come down with us?
0: Yeah. That's a good hmm. I don't know.
7: I don't know. I mean, what? Maybe like, <laughs>
0: like I, I I don't know. Like it's it's very like I'm I'm feeling good about the event already. Where like it's like man, dude, yeah, I can knock this out. It's in January. There's nothing else going on in January. Like it's Vegas. Like I, I'm as long as y'all have the narrative, event, like I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a pretty good show out, and I probably will be in that list of people to show out for it because <laughs> i've been kind of screwed this year on events so i know you've been shut out of so many like, <laughs>
7: and um, vegas is pretty close to where you are is not it
1: uh no it's but close to anywhere really it's yeah. the cheapest flight yeah dude for any city yeah
7: <laughs> <laughs> for real uh, it's you can uh, it's... sleep with the bathtub <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey hey
0: that's a, that's a possibility like it's like a 60 dollar <laughs> flight like it's like a 60 bucks like just to like get to vegas and like i'm just like you oh, know yeah, what dude like crazy. there should be absolutely no goddamn reason why i shouldn't be making this fucking flight to go to vegas exactly. to go play LVO. Well, melvio
1: like hanging I, out with the bot gt I think, uh the room block is still going too so um i'm just double checking yeah hotel reservation yeah they still got uh they still got so, some space, uh, so you can
7: get the. Go team. give hand job to three of your best friends and convince them to come with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, you went straight to the. Hand my job. wrists are tired, God. <laughs> like, this is the only currency I know. This is the only. <laughs> I'm not gonna give up my own money. I'm going straight to hand. <laughs> I paid white gold. I need that for Forge
7: World. God. <laughs> white gold. Yeah, that's right. We have we're we're gonna we have a friend coming that we're gonna lure into the 30k.
1: Yeah, our buddy Chad. It's, oh, it's is our, he a 40k player? Oh, I
0: see a yeah.
7: 40k
1: player. What does he play? He is
7: dirty tau. Uh, tau.
0: Oh, I thought it, I thought he was gonna be like one of those like weird like okay so just in all fairness, I'm pretty sure that like everybody in the 30k community has that 40k friend that uses 30k models, and you're like just fuck you, bro, like just like just... fuck <laughs> you, like you. It's like no, I just. Like, I like the models, I just don't like the, the 30k version. It's like, you're like you're a dick, that's all. Like, <laughs> I just wanted a secure. You know, to look badass. He's a
1: buddy of mine that we used to play, like, when we first got in. I've known him since, like, grade one, and uh, him and my, originally, I'm from Toronto, and, like, a bunch of my Toronto buddies that we all went to high school together played back in the day. All in the last, like, six months they've decided to, like, get back into it, but they've you know, they haven't had someone like me there to to guide them along this path right to
7: guide path. them on their thirty k journey. Right, to,
1: to be like, no, stay away from these like start collecting boxes and just buy this this calf box. Yeah. This is where you want to. Oh,
7: it's too This is where you want to start.
1: <laughs> but, Are you uh,
7: like a, a, a Horace Heresy doula?
6: <laughs>
4: <Yeah.
7: That's exactly laughs> yes. What it
1: is.
4: yes. Yes. Mark four. Mark four. <laughs>
0: Contemptor, contemptor.
1: (laughs) But buy new legs for the calf (laughs) one.
0: Carries, carries. You just gotta, just gotta talk them into it. You gotta, you gotta. exactly. Guide them. We've, uh, yeah,
1: we've been, we've been slowly, you know, dropping, dropping little things. We're bringing them in to uh vegas and basically we're like we've already told him we're just gonna get him super hammered and just take him <laughs> to the to the frontline gaming store while we're there and just buy him a box of health
7: and, yeah just take his credit card and like swipe yeah just him take for his him. credit
1: card and just he just wakes up with <laughs> just like you know.
3: Screws
7: all over
1: them. <laughs> <bruise> all over <laughs> them. <laughs> and I just, what it's, happened? It's, <laughs> it's Vegas, baby. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Some people go to Vegas, they wake up with strippers and blow everywhere, you know. And <laughs> Nerds some, wake up with you glue. You know, we and go down them. there and we wake up with <laughs> screws and new Forge World stuff. It's going to
0: uh, be great. Did I get hammered to by a fucking of the
1: security <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's dangerous. They're they're going to be there, so.
7: It's so dangerous.
1: Watch oh,
0: out! <laughs> like
7: hey guys I need you to stop me from going to the ATM
1: no yeah. no bro
0: can't
7: do it okay. we, we go into debt not for gambling at all
1: here let me hold your I'm gonna take your hand and I'm gonna walk you over to the ATM yeah <laughs> and what were you planning on taking at? let's double that let's Thanks. double that let's,
0: <laughs> like that's 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 rookie numbers let's get you up there Let's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you want those 4 guys to respect you you gotta go big like <laughs> <laughs> Thunderhawk? No, we're going Stormbird,
1: baby. Like, oh, take your fistful of money and you throw it in their face and you just say, "Give me all your give me all of the stuff."
0: How many Stormbirds you got in, back get there? Impressive. That's what they want. <laughs>
1: they like it. They like it when you slap
0: them around. That's how they <laughs> They're just like, "Oh, oh my." <laughs> he's He's serious. He's serious, Kevin. He's serious. <laughs>
7: <laughs> somebody's been looking at my tumblr
0: <laughs> give, give him a free shirt really no he's we're gonna charge him for it but <laughs> <laughs> he's way too drunk <laughs> double the price double the change it in the book change it in the book <laughs> they don't know conversion rates here
1: <laughs> but no last year they were there and like you could get book seven um the weekend before it was released so who knows? So that's
7: another reason maybe you need
0: to come there, bud. Might
1: be Dropping. Are y'all, the Big D. are y'all
0: suggesting that Angelus might be released at the LVO? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: That's not happening.
0: It's, I know better than that. But is, we're
7: suggesting he, that they might release the Big D.
1: Oh. Maybe the Big D. Maybe a man in yellow armor might be uh, might be dropping.
0: Oh my what goodness! Else? Some Dorgar. all
1: all i know is that when that model drops michael is gonna be receiving so many small miniatures of cats it's not even funny
0: (laughs) yes if y'all find some 28 millimeter cat models y'all let us know and uh we'll we'll help (laughs) y'all
7: i have a dog toaster that size
0: (laughs) (laughs) just to fuck a little little mini cats on bases perfect.
7: If if you can
1: find any that are in a sack, that would be perfect. <laughs> just a sack of cats.
0: Just a sack, a sack of, cats. of cats. A sack of cats. <laughs> just, like, a,
1: maybe a torn hole in it with one paw, like, Just so you know, out.
0: just so you know, it's cats. Like, you got to... Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> a button on it that makes it meow. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Hopefully, I can come on y'all's cast, and we can... Uh, we can uh, continue Absolutely. on this conversation here. but uh,
1: <laughs> So
0: any last shout-outs you want to give or anything else you want to say before, uh, before we close this guy out?
1: Uh, other than, you know, if you're interested, uh, head to the LVO2018.org, uh, I believe is the site, or just hit that into Google and uh, get your tickets. Get Love you to t- have you guys.
7: Get yeah. your tickets, boy. Join the narrative and hang out with the boys from the Bot GT.
1: Oh, that was,
0: you said that so Canadian. It was badass. Just <laughs> just send it. <laughs> just send, send it. it. Send it, boys. So that
1: The boys of the boys GT, so that's the boys of the boys of the Golden Throne. <laughs> yes. Is boys, that it? Are we re-reading? We all re-writing? of the boys. Multiple <laughs> boys. <laughs> yeah, boys cubed.
6: Yeah, it makes sense. Boys, boys cubed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, all right, guys. We appreciate y'all coming on. We appreciate you guys listening out there. Go... Make sure that narrative track gets sold out for the LVO guys. Uh, I'm, I mean, it's it's pretty early now to talk about, but I, I wouldn't doubt if a lot of the TFL guys are there. Uh, it's something that we need to discuss, but I'm pretty sure that most of us are probably going to be ending up going to this just yeah. just from just from the prices of tickets, you know. And I'm pretty, yeah. I, mean, I think Alec might be there. He went this last year. Alec Peters, man, we're we're gonna have a good time. There's gonna be some people there. I'm going to crash this fucking so party we're get real lit? fucking quick. Get <laughs> lit, boys. <laughs> lit. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, all right, guys. You heard it here. Go ahead and uh, wait for the music.